Hello! And welcome back to Pastamania. I am your host, Adam, joined as always by Jesse. I'd rather be in China. And noobs. That's, hmm. She's dead now, Jesse. Got, Just I so got you know. One, <laughs> I got one more Chia joke. I got two weeks uh, to come up with one more Chia joke. I don't uh, think also, I can. Did I ever mention to you that I originally planned on, with the Bound for Glory episode, sprinkling it with a lot of Limp Bizkit references? Yes. Okay, I was oh, yeah, I brought that did. up. I Just thought like... about it. Because at one point I did say something about hot dog water, and I like I meant to like go back and go back through my notes and type them in, like and, like say something about you think you're special and it's just one of those days, but I never got around to it. Oh my gosh, that would been good. On me, I was I was absolutely going to, but it just snuck up on me. How are you guys? Noobs, doing today? I did debate that joke, but I was like, no, I'm gonna just do no, it. No, listen, that's Burn fine. I can respect that. I can respect that. Uh, how you guys doing? How you how you doing, noobs? Doing, doing pretty good. I actually just finished up the No Way Out uh, pay-per-view and watched a bit of the Survivor Series from last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. We, we're recording this fucker late. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, man. it goes the, up on the Wednesday. The noobs complains so we... about fans' power hour begins. Um, oh, boy. Beer see, for that. Jesse. Oh, Yo. see, he's got beer for it. I don't. He's got just, beer just... for it. That's all that oh, matters. Man. You get to... You, this is going to... There's going to be... <laughs> I'm gonna call this like there's gonna be a um I don't know the name of it yet, but it's it's starting to get there. The reckoning. I recognized every time I was finding something in the crowd that I wanted to bitch about, yeah. I'd be like I'd start out my note with shout out. Okay. So uh. I'm not gonna brand something <laughs> off of a podcast because we don't need that right now. <laughs> no, you should but, do that so people listening know to click that 15 second forward button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you! I will kill you next time. <laughs> it's just. I like, did my job. I'm done. Like shout, shout out for him is like when other podcasts say the words blue apron. It's like all right, it's time to go ahead a couple times. It's like. Well, let me tell you about this thing. Yeah, it's like, we got it, Casper Mattresses, me undies, okay. Hey, and Jesse, by the way, keep up with the times, man. <laughs> iTunes has it now where it's a 30-second skip button. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you I haven't change. noticed. I've got over, I use Overcast, which is the highly superior podcast app, and anybody who doesn't use that's outside of their goddamn mind. Okay. Uh, uh, and they, I think you can set it. You can, it could be like 10, 15, 30 seconds. It's very nice. Oh, that's nice. Um, I, yeah. I use I use Apple Podcasts. I just haven't noticed that it's 30 seconds now. Oh, and yeah. Apple Podcasts is one of the shittiest it's things so in the world. Bad. Like, it I probably have to is. use it. I have a, there's a Patreon podcast feed that I have, and for whatever reason, the RSS won't work on Overcast. So I have to use Apple Podcasts just for that one specific podcast. And Ugh. I hate every moment of using that <laughs> podcast. I, I use Overcast for everything else, but I have to use Apple Podcasts for that one thing. And when I get the Patreon email, it's like, hey, they posted a new episode. It's just like, oh, of course I've always, they did. I've always <laughs> managed to settle for mediocrity, so I'm cool. Listen, I, I usually will. <laughs> listen to podcasts is something I take seriously. Uh, we are... Listen to uh, consumer culture. Yes. How, how, are, how are you well, doing today, Adam? I'm pretty good. It's uh, I've got a nice. I've got like five days off for Thanksgiving, so I've just been kind of lazy. Uh, I played uh, play actually been playing a bit of 2K19. I told y'all about that. Uh, it was on sale yeah. on PlayStation. It's pretty good. Highly recommend it. I'm an idiot though. I bought the regular version, but I could have paid fifteen dollars more and got the one with the season pass. And so now, yes. if I want the season pass, I got to pay the full thirty for it. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. I, I messaged Sony. I was like, listen, there's probably nothing you can do, but <laughs> is there something you can do? 
And they were like, <laughs> they were cool. They were like, listen, we really appreciate you being so understanding because, you know, customer service, they got to deal with shit all day. Yeah. Uh, but they were like, they were like, listen, if you hadn't gotten a trophy in it yet, like if you had just gotten it, like launched it once and been like, oh, I got the wrong one. Can I get a re- We could have credited your account. But since I'd already played it and gotten a trophy, oh, they couldn't like process a refund. It's fine. Goodness. That was on me. Uh, honestly, I care more about like, I just, I, because I was, I was like, should I get the digital deluxe edition? But then I was like, what's in the season pass? And I didn't realize it was all the stuff because it was like, I knew it was like the extra uh, releases of wrestlers. But like, what about that my player kickstart? That my wrestler, you know, the, like, yeah. the thing that makes your creator wrestler better. Like, I didn't know if that, like, because I was like, if that's not in it, then what's the point of buying the season pass? But I found out after the fact, oh, it is. Uh, so mm. I might get it eventually. I don't know. Um, they're about to release the pack that's got the War Raiders EC3 and Bobby Lashley in it. So that'd be cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I've been futzing around with the uh, universe mode and uh, doing the Daniel Bryan thing. It's good. It's good times. Uh, uh, as I'm sure you've all realized by now, we are here for No Way Out in 2001. Uh, yeah. The penultimate show to WrestleMania X7 is coming to us live from the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. February 25th, 2001, in front of 15,223 in attendance and 590,000 people watching at home. Uh, God damn. Yeah, to put us... Okay, so the number one uh, song that day, it, for, I, I, it is Stutter by Joe featuring Mystical. I wrote question mark, and then I wow. listened to the song, and next to it I wrote banger. Uh, because you might not recognize the name. Oh, I do. A, oh, I know you do. It's on your big playlist. My dear, my dear, my dear, you do not know me, but I know you very well. Now let me tell you that I can't, 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 Like it took me a minute before I realized it. Then like when the like when this next part hit, I was like, oh. Okay, I know this. Yeah, right. It takes you a hey, second, but then you hit. Do the you know what dethrones this? What? Butterfly by Crazy Town. Oh my God! No, yeah. we're not doing this. We're not doing uh, this. We're uh, not doing the, this now. But let's the, pro- we can promote it for our one-hit we'll wonder podcast. Uh, <laughs> the number one movie in the country is Hannibal, the uh, oh snap sequel to Silence of the Lambs. Because you had Red Dragon. I think Red Dragon was between. It was Red Dragon. That was late nineties. Yeah, that was late nineties. That was yeah. the Ed Norton ones. Yes. And Hannibal is yep. the sequel to Silence of the Lambs. with Ray Liotta, where. Uh, Julianne Moore took over the Clarice Starling role. Uh, not, it's, I don't know, like, it's Hannibal, it, Hannibal it's movies, definitely... it's pretty much just Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I honestly thought you were going to say Hannibal the Musical no. for a moment. <laughs> I was just like, oh! Yeah. Um, is green someday. and all the trees are... <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> uh, February in TV... Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, Kelly Ripa replaced Kathy Lee on the Regis show, and I didn't realize it had been that long. I, for whatever reason, I thought that was That's way crazy. more recent. Oh, second. Uh.
Sorry, just I, I did not I actually hadn't listened to that Jesus. much of the song. I did not realize there was mystical coming up, or as I like to call him, Diet DMX. <laughs> there are so many Diet DMXs. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, February in video games, we got Paper Mario on the N sixty four, and not beloved by many people, but they are very close to my heart. I've beat these games a million times, and I love them so much. Uh, the Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages and Seasons came out on the Game Boy Color. Uh, basically oh. just reusing um, uh, stuff from Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Like, it's the same sprites and everything. Uh, developed by Capcom, not not Nintendo in-house. Uh, and I love those games. I, I got, like, a friend of mine gave me, they had it when I was, like, in, like, 2003, 2004. Uh, gave it to me, and I just dove into Seasons and beat it, and then I got Ages. And I, like... Because when you beat the game once, it would give you a code. So, like, you could beat Seasons, you get a code, you write that down, you start a new game in Ages, and you type that code in, and you would start with an extra heart, and those two games would be connected, and there were, like, cross-game quests you could do. Where you could talk to this person, and they'd be like, oh, hey, if you see my brother over in What's-It-Face Kingdom, and you tell him this, and it's just, like, QXTV, just a gibberish code... You write down that code, you launch the other game, type that code in, and you'll get an item, and that's the only way you could get the Master Sword. Like, that was the end of this quest line where you had to bounce between both games. Ah, I love those games so much. Uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. We are in February 25th, 2001, Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada. No way out. We start the show with a video package about the two marquee matches. Angle versus Rock from the title, Triple H versus Stone Cold, and the three stages of hell match. Which is a two out of three falls match where each fall has a different stipulation. First fall and is this a normal. This is the first one. I think so. Yeah, first fall is a normal yeah. wrestling match. Second is a street fight. Third, if needed, is a steel cage match. I think there's only been three. There's, uh, there's been was... four. Okay. The first three, Triple H was in all of them. Yes. Uh, the last one was Cena, was Cena and, Ryback. and Ryback. Yep, Cena and Ryback yep. was the last one. Spoiler alert. The cage is already built. They're going to yeah. need that third pinfall. I will say they did a pretty good job. It got caught in one or two shots, but for the most part, they did a pretty decent job of shooting around the cage. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I felt like one of the it. first shots was the cage, though. Listen, I said I said <laughs> you got it a couple times. Uh, no, no, we no. are greeted during with a... Yeah? Real quick, during yeah, the yeah. promo, there's a moment where they say two men. Two enemies, which I found to be a really odd name for the sequel to the Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> like, it was just really <laughs> odd, but it was just like, there's that in the fucking No Way Out Rubik's Cube is the easiest Rubik's Cube in yep. the world to solve. It Listen, just keeps to, flipping and it keeps showing. It's to like, be great. Fair, I would still be able to fuck that up. Also, uh, <laughs> so we finish that, we go to the arena as the most rip-off great value version of Machine Head by Bush plays. I thought the exact yeah, same that, thing. No, that song. I, I have I that note. I didn't pull it. I didn't pull a, a recording of it because I couldn't find a good one. But no, yeah, that song that was like the theme for this, it was just Machine Head by Bush. Without the lyrics. That's crazy. It's God. just like, like a, it's like the Booker T TNA version of the riff in Machine Head <laughs> by Bush. Yeah. It's uh, not good. It's not good. Uh, Jared welcomes us to the show as we see fans in WWF New York. What a wonderful disaster that restaurant I mean, was. Let, let's oh, be man. honest, though. How much fucking fun these days oh, you round it an entire bar and get it full of wrestling nerds to watch yeah. a pay-per-view. There's a thing yeah. like that in Chicago. I think it's called like the Squared Circle, and it's like this big bar. Nice. It's just a wrestling bar. That yeah, would be if there so wasn't awesome. Vince's ego of putting it on... Um, 
in the Times most, Square in the most expensive it, real estate in the world. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for that, it probably could still survive till today. Just not oh, yeah. as like crazy. But no, nope, yeah. it's got to be Times Square. Uh, wasting That's no how you time. Know it's in New York, damn it. Yes, wasting no time. We hear the call, call, call as Raven makes his way to the ring with his shopping cart filled with trash and weapons. And uh, the champion coming out first, yeah, disrespectful as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's the hardcore title. It's There's Raven. not much respect in there, and it's Raven. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it is Raven versus Big Show for the hardcore title. Uh, because when you, that, yeah. when you think of the Big Show, you go, yeah, hardcore. Listen, that's that's where he's at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, when he um, sits on you, who? Yep. how long are you going to last? True. It's pretty hard. Uh, JR says <laughs> that it was a couple of years ago when Big Show made his debut at No Way Out in February 1999, except that it wasn't No Way Out. It was St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just can't call it that anymore. Yep. Uh, as Big Show comes to, out, he's, yeah. As Big Show comes out, he's attacked by a woman in a mask and a black outfit who is Raven's accomplice, who would be unmasked as Tori, not Tori Wilson, just Tori. Oh, yeah, okay. and it's not going to be for months later, like yep. in June or something. Because I was yeah, just like, who the fuck up. is the Gimp? Okay, right. Uh, uh, Pretty much. Show and Raven brawl on the outside as Raven attempts to jump on Show's back and completely wangs it just like slips is like looks like a looks like a chihuahua trying to mount a german shepherd just <laughs> quite get a grip. you mean a pyrenees yes um but manages to get up there after a try, try or two and gets thrown back on the ground uh fire extinguisher to big show and then, oh shit this is a popcorn vineyard in the ring who takes out raven crash holly has entered the brawl. Disguised as a popcorn. But disguised as a popcorn vendor, but was taken out pretty quickly by Big Show. Before he could cover Raven, Steve Blackman and Hardcore Holly both run in and go in on Big Show. Billy Gunn runs in and hits, hits Raven with the Famouser to get the pin and the win. Then they announce him and his music plays, even though everyone knows he's not leaving this match with the belt. Hardcore God. Holly and Steve Blackman double-team Billy, but Holly breaks up the pin when Blackman goes for it. Show clears the ring, but Raven runs in and pins Billy to win his title back. Ninja and this Tori. is the this yes. is the point where I'm just screaming, God damn it, this isn't gonna end, is it? Oh, it's just gonna keep on going quickly. Hardcore um, brother. Uh Ninja Tori runs back in back to the ring, but is followed by Molly Holly, who takes her out. Raven goes in on show with a trash can, but show catches him and chokeslams him into the trash can for the win and the hardcore title in 420. Nice, nice, nice. Uh afterwards the dumbass Billy Gunn steps up and goes after Big Show, but it's taken care of pretty easily. Uh, so we get show's music to play again as he cracks Billy a couple more times and yeah. leaves with his new title. Uh, fun match, decent opener. The opener should have been the tag match, but the Undertaker's not going to open the show. Of course yeah. not. Uh, so for what it was, I was I never like I'm not a huge fan of like hardcore hardcore matches like ECW hardcore matches, but stuff like this I'm into. Like it's just. Garbage. Cartoon hardcore. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, you know, Streets of Rage, Player 2, Player 3, Player 4 has entered the game. Uh, yeah. But I enjoy it for, for the ridiculousness that it is. It didn't go a second longer than it need to. Uh, what do you think, Jesse? I mean, I, I like hardcore matches um, just as matches. Like, I'm not going to be mad if I don't get them. And I understand that it's some pretty fucked up bullshit for people. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, no, it was fine. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, and I never really thought of it until recently that yeah, these are kind of more cartoony hardcore matches, especially when you think of getting pinned in the Mississippi and whatnot. Yep. Um, yeah, because it's but like and fucking it's Crash that. Holly is a goddamn cartoon brought to life. Like Crash Holly is the cartooniest wrestler I think 
Oh, yeah. Remember when he was doing the super heavyweight gimmick when he would come out with a scale? (laughs) Poor Crash. Uh, What'd you think, Noobs? I thought it was... It was... It was cheesy. It was fun. I realized, like, partway during the match, I'm like, wow, they're really going to have those graphics on the sides of the jumbo circle yep. playing the entire time, aren't they? Yep. Just just triple Kurt Angle's face over and over again <laughs> next to the jumbo truck. I noticed that. That was so weird when mm-hmm. Big Show came out. I'm like, wait, what? Yep. Like, why uh, Why not just have mini, yep. mini versions of the jumbo? It's real. It was really the weird. Mini jumbos. Yeah. Yes. It's like a jumbo shrimp. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. Had my all. Good way to start the show. Uh, uh-huh. we get we cut to a pre-tape of Kurt Angle show up, showing up in a limo. The second time we've seen Kurt Angle arrive at the show and get out of a limo in this show because we saw. I was about to say, Sacrifice. yeah, like I was just like I'm yeah. having I have deja yeah. vu here. Yep. Uh, he gets a standard heel. Everyone here are losers. I'm gonna win. Promo. Uh, oh. we get a backstage promo with Eddie and Benoit. Benoit says that oh, it's every man for himself. They can coexist in the match. Which means there will be plenty of dissension between the two in the match. Just the, seeing those two together. Yeah. And, yeah. and this <laughs> won't be the last, especially nope. if you watch the Raws. Oh, oh yeah. I know. Yeah, but... they, they go they go apart leading into to WrestleMania. But yeah, like, there's... Uh, so yeah, we've got a, uh, a Fatal 4-Way for the IC title. Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit... Uh, Eddie Guerrero and X-Pac. Chris Jericho is out first in his Eddie Van Halen guitar design pants. Uh, his pants, go back and look. They look just like Eddie Van Halen's guitar. Um, 13 minutes and 40 seconds in, we get our first XL, XFL reference with Lawler referencing He Hate Me. Yep. <laughs> Next is X-Pac fully, fully embracing that X-Pac heat. I like X-Pac as a worker in general, but as he made his way to the ring, I wanted to see him get his head kicked in. <laughs> uh, as X-Pac Best. reaches the ring, he yanks the belt from the ref and poses with it when Eddie's music hits. I mean, always makes me happy to see Eddie. He waits at the end of the rant for Benoit. And now, this is when it makes sense that Chris came out first. Uh, because you have the start of the match of Eddie gets to the ramp, bottom of the ramp. Benoit reaches him at the bottom of the ramp, and they go in together to attack. And you can't have that if, like, Jericho's out last. I, that is a reasonable... You know, That's a reasonable reasoning for that it, is, yes. That is a good storyline spot like reason for that. Uh, I'll, what I'll isn't reasonable What isn't reasonable is the fact that there were many times that Eddie's mullet, which is a national treasure, were, yes. was attacked. Yep. That can't, that should <laughs> never happen. Shit. Yep. Uh, Benoit goes after X-Pac, Eddie goes after Jericho, and away we go. Benoit and X-Pac brawl around the outside as Jericho and Eddie have just a match in the ring. With Jericho takes control, uh, uh, goes for a pin that gets broken up by Benoit, who chops Jericho in the corner. He's joined by Eddie as they do some great tag team tandem offense on Jericho, keep him in, keeping him in the corners and battering him together. Benoit sends Eddie into the corner, but Jericho dodges it and takes out Benoit, then hits Eddie with a spinning heel kick. X-Pac takes umbrage as that's his move, and he hits Jericho <laughs> with a spinning heel kick of his own, <laughs> finishing it with the karate pose to massive boos before he is taken out by Ben Man. God bless X-Pac. Eddie <laughs> celebrates uh, on the ring apron as Benoit locks X-Pac into a crossface, and then Eddie, like, he didn't expect him to get him in a crossface, so he gets on the top rope and hesitates. Because he didn't expect him to be in the hold, Jericho takes advantage and crotches Eddie on the ropes before, before sending Benoit to the outside to brawl with him. Xbox attempts to get up, 
or gets up and attempts to suplex uh, Eddie, but Eddie fights out and hits X-Pac with a gorgeous frog splash. I mean, oh my god. He's but Jericho, so every but Jericho breaks up the pin and clears the ring as Benoit comes in and the two of them brawl. Benoit goes for a pin on Jericho, but Eric, Eddie grabs Jericho's foot and puts it on the rope as Benoit isn't looking, preventing him from getting the win. Eddie gets back in the ring and they kick Jericho out of the ring and then X-Pac throws Eddie out and Benoit gets a spinning heel kick for his trouble. My God. Ooh, that, X-Pac, yes. That connected. Yep. Uh, X-Pac oh. telegraphs a Bronco Buster, but Jericho hits him with a drop kick and then gets a shoulder tackle from Benoit. Benoit hits Jericho with a sur- German suplex, and oh boy, here we go, dissension. Eddie breaks up the pin, and Benoit attacks him, and the two start to brawl. Hey, what Eddie, was that essay? Uh, Eddie hits Benoit with, like, a great Hurricane Rana that he rolls through, and he ends up with, like, his knees on either side of Benoit's head, and he just batters Benoit as Jericho and X-Pac fight on the outside. Yeah. Uh, Eddie hits Benoit with a modified Brain Buster and goes up to the top rope, but Benoit gets up and fights him on the top and hits Eddie with a top rope superplex that Benoit just bounces out of. It's like the in the ladder match on, on the Royal Rumble when he missed the uh, headbutt. He just, like, bounced, like, three feet in the air from it. Yeah, that dude can bounce like a motherfucker. Benoit is kind so of, good. Yeah. Like, that's always been yeah. a really impressive selling because it's not yes. the same kind of, like, Ziggler oversell. It, yeah. it sells power, not impact, which is yes. really cool. Yeah. Uh, this, is at, this is at the point where, first shout-out... Um, in the crowd, there is a guy that is holding a sign that just uh, that just says "Going Got to it. piss." Yep, going to piss. Yep. The I, fuck I is that, that for? The like, <laughs> I was gonna say the '90s. You leave it on your chair, asshat. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, I I noticed you holding that sign multiple times. If you have to piss that much, see a fucking doctor. You, you know that dude also had a sign. You brought a D's nut sign. You just know he did. Well, there was a D's really sign. Clever. There was a D's yeah. sign and there was a D's nut sign in the front. Christ. And they weren't together. You didn't notice those, Adam? Oh I noticed my... the D's nuts. I didn't. Re- I didn't notice the D's. There was just a D's no, like both dudes, of them. Were holding we up didn't the sign notice. That's time. what you're here for. And it's just like what the fuck. Like I need to take screen caps of all these things and just be like this. This happened. No, no you're good. This we is have, proof. We have no. you. We don't need screen. No, caps. that's what, that's that's what our Twitter's for. I, I never, posted something on what, the other day. You're four noobs. That's why we day. love you. You posted a GIF. I did. It was funny. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it was. Uh, we're using the we're Twitter. Doing something. Uh, we're doing something. Uh, we're putting in the least amount of effort, but it's still effort. Uh, <laughs> X-Pac and Jericho crawl in the ring, and Jericho covers Benoit, and X-Pac covers Eddie, and the ref uses both hands to count both pins, but Eddie and Benoit kick out. Which is a cool looking spot, but it doesn't make sense in kayfabe. What happens yeah, if neither kicks out? Right. What ha- like, which the which the, the announcers like brought up? They're like, all right, so what happens if both of them win? We got two intercontinental champions. Yeah. Then it just becomes a singles match. Uh, yeah. Everyone gets up and Eddie clotheslines himself and X Pac to the outside as Jericho and Benoit fight in the ring. Uh, here we go! Oh my god. So this sequence, Jericho fights out of the suplex and counters Benoit into the Lion Tamer. Benoit doesn't tap, but Eddie runs in. Jericho drops Benoit, grabs Eddie, gets him in the Lion Tamer. Then X-Pac runs in. Jericho throws down Eddie, grabs X-Pac, and gets him in the wall of Jer- walls of Jericho. 
Then Just Incredible shows up, who is X-Pac's buddy, and Jericho knocks him off the ring apron, but Benoit grabs Jericho and hits him with a bridging full Nelson suplex, but Eddie breaks up the fall. Made Jericho look like a million bucks. Just Lion Tamer, Lion Tamer, Walls Jericho, fuck you Just Incredible. Yeah, the fucking yeah. Justin Credible is up there for so long that it doesn't even look like like King and them don't even make mention yep. to him. Yep, it's really like, sad how how uncredible Justin Credible is. That dude, I I once heard someone describe him as a rat face knacker, and like, that, there is no better description of Justin Credible. <laughs> the like, lead singer just, of Live. Oh my god! Yes, if. If, he is Slick definitely Johnson, the lead singer. if Slick yeah. Johnson in, in TNA is the lead singer Disturbed, then Justin Credible is the lead singer of Life. Absolutely. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, this is around the time Not that X-Pac... Yeah. This is around the time that X-Pac would get Justin Credible and Albert in form X-Factor. Uh, yeah. There, who will be on the WrestleMania X7 pre-show. <laughs> Which, like the X-Men comic, doesn't do well. Yep. Uh, they had a song recorded by Uncle Cracker. So oh there. god. That's uh, right. That's yep. totally right. You showed me that years ago, I think. Did I? And I had no clue because I had no clue what that it's was. It was one of those. Like, I did. It was because we were playing the guess this um yes, uh, yep. theme game, and I had no fucking clue what it, it was. We were coming back from that in our first NXT show. Uh, yeah, we went to that, and NXT you're like, guess show. what? This is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. And yep. then you told me it was Uncle Cracker, and then you yep. told me who the team was for, and I'm like, what? It's really weird. Uh, yeah. So, Eddie and Benoit are up and fight each other until Justin Credible and X-Pac um, <clears throat> grab Benoit out of the ring and hit him with a double super kick on the outside. Jericho hits Eddie with a bulldog and then a beautiful lion salt for a pin that gets broken up by X-Pac. Jericho is low-blowed by X-Pac, who then hits him with an X-Factor, just a, a face buster, but the pin's broken up by Benoit. Benoit locks in the crossface on X-Pac after knocking Justin Credible off of the ring apron, but Eddie breaks up the pin. All four men are down, with Eddie and Benoit being the first two on their feet. Benoit hits Eddie with a suplex and goes up to the top, and then hits him with a diving headbutt that actually does connect this time. But then yeah. X-Pac hits him with a spinning heel kick, but Jericho gets <laughs> X-Pac with a bridging roll-up for the win to steal his title in 12 minutes and 17 seconds. What did you think about that match, noobs? It was masterful. It was so good. Beautiful. It was four, so good. Four of the best, and oh just my. like they, it shows. Even X Pac. Yes. Yeah. Like X Pac is a just, great. Worker, they're so right? good. Like bell to bell, X Pac's really good. Yeah. Oh my god. What about you, Jesse? Same. Um, I can't think of a better thing to say this, but like Jericho really is the highlight reel. Like, yeah, he's just so. He lit up, man. Yeah. Everything he does, um, this whole run, especially the raw stuff. He's got great promos all the time. Um, oh yeah. The later on, he has with William Regal is so yes, good. He he fucking beats right to censor four on one. It's yeah. great. Um. Yeah. Uh. uh a but, little little spoiler alert coming up. Uh, on the go home on the simulcast raw. The go yeah. home raw for WrestleMania X Seven. Jericho comes out of the crowd dressed up as Doink the Clown. He's been doing it forever. He's always yeah. been dressing up as people in masks. Yep. It's <laughs> That's oh his yeah. Thing. Oh, oh yeah. Man. And Pentagon and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And just a, uh, uh, Sin Cara. He did a Sin Cara oh, God, one. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that was a, clearly a, Sin Cara in a Jericho mask. <laughs> a um, beautiful match. Right. Just. Yep. Yeah, like four of the best. And the, the workers. The Eddie Benoit thing doesn't go how you think because um. 
the the first week it makes it seem like the whole crew's gonna beat the shit out of Eddie for being like you know a lying cheating dude, and then the next ep- the next Raw the second uh, Raw after this, um, and it's like no we're a team right and we can do this and you know what you're our leader Chris you can have the title match and it's clearly like some bullshit Eddie trying to suck up yeah. and Ben was like yeah and Ben was like you're right man but you know what I want you to have it instead uh, you proved yourself. You deserve it. And he's like, okay, sure, man. And so Eddie goes out there for the title match, and Benoit turns on him and fucks him up. And then the week after that, they're like, man, he betrayed us and stuff. And Benoit hunts them down and beats the shit out of all of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Because that's it's so wild because, you know, we have Benoit versus Angle and Mania coming up. And that match has, like, a one-week build. Like, that match is established, like... I'm Their starting to realize just, most of these are because there's yeah. like only five Raws and I'm on the third Raw and there's only yeah. like two matches that are technically yeah. set up. Like, so much of this stuff is so... Because like it's it's Test versus Eddie for the European yeah. title and Benoit Angle. And Benoit Angle, it is literally just Benoit comes out on the go-home Raw and says... They didn't start setting up Taker and Triple H till yeah. the third Raw. Apparently it's because they wanted to get Mike Tyson and it was like Triple H Mike Tyson... And, like, it fell through with, like, the last minute. Gotcha. And so, like, their backup... They had another backup plan. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to look it up. And then, like, plan C was just put him with Taker. Huh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, great match. Just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like... Uh, we, we talked about it last week. It was just, like, th- these four people were in the match. Take a guess if it's good or not. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I feel like you could have put that as the opening match. I think the hardcore match was fine. It, something about the opening of the show just felt weird. Um... Because we're not used to that kind of stuff anymore, I think, is a right? big deal to it. Yeah. Uh, so, it's time for some pre-tapes. We cut to the back. We see Triple H getting his hands taped, and then William Regal sitting with Vince McMahon. Vince tells him that the whole Steph versus Trish is happening I... because it was Regal's idea. Yes? This makes no sense. I'm sorry, go ahead. Just go ahead. Okay. Just all of uh, it. He tells him that, you know, Steph is his precious daughter and trish is his very good friend vince tells him that since the match was his idea vince is confident that regal will know what to do when the time is right vince knows that regal knows exactly what to do vince leaves and regal just says how the bloody hell am i supposed to know what to do i really like it because it's just like that's here's there's here's the secret there was no right thing to do no matter what happened vince like vince was doing it to torture regal yeah, like, that's just how Vince does yeah, everything. It's Oh, yeah. Um, you can tell that this is a Steph feud because the video package has people saying the word bitch, like, 15 times. Oh, of course. And slut at least 20. Yep. And then, oh, hey, Busta Rhymes is at WWF New York. Hey, Busta. I'm just yep. like, Busta, baby. Uh, we, do, we get JR and King doing a live shot to test at WWF New York. He gets a not good promo uh, when nope. he says, once, quote, once and for all, we'll know who the biggest trash bag hoe of the World Wrestling Federation is. I forgot that was this. a phrase. Like, uh, trash bag hoe? I forgot that was a phrase. Yeah, that was Jericho, I think. Um, oh. Is that, did Jericho think, come up with that? I thought I that think, was like just a general 90s thing. I, I think he called Steph that, and that's like where it got introduced to the WWF, at least. Okay. Um, I always thought that was just general 90s yes. thing. Makes me think of the, uh, our generation is like thought or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
Trish is walking to the ring and Regal comes out and tries to talk to her, but Trish says that she doesn't have time for it. She has a bitch to slap. Uh, Ooh, baby! Then we get a commercial for Raw on TNN, then a commercial for the new WWE music album, including a song by The Rock about pie. Ah, you see that, that fucking image of the, yes. the actual yes. CD? Yes. What the maybe, fuck? Like, maybe my favorite thing. No. <laughs> released on an enhanced CD containing The Rock's favorite internet browser. <laughs> <laughs> there is, I really like that. It's something so quaint about it that they left that stuff in. Like, it's like you've ever been watching a YouTube video of like something from the 90s that someone obviously pulled off of a VHS. And yeah. There's still like one or two commercials in there. And you're like, oh my God, I remember that commercial. Uh-huh. Right? It was like that. I actually really enjoyed those little ad spots and I'm glad they didn't take them out. Yeah, the other thing I'm glad they didn't take out was a guy with the sign of <laughs> Trish Lewinsky. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember I that. that. I one. saw that. I did see that one. That was but I just like, ignored oh it because God. I can. That's about five years too late, my dude. Yeah. It is, but, uh, it is hard for me to like rationalize the fact that this Trish is the same Trish we all know, came to know and love. Dude, no, yeah. Like, like literally everything crazy. about her is, is incredibly different. It's uh, not, it's really not her. That's, yeah. yeah. I remember I wanted to talk more about it last time, and I forgot, and then I remember writing the description for this. I'm like, man, yeah. this is really weird to say, but it's true. She's got no talent, and that yeah. doesn't make sense to say about like, she, she is in the WWF at this point because she's a swimsuit model. Because which is like not uh, yeah. uh, disparaging to her. That is what the that, that those were the women they hired. Uh, yep, um, absolutely. That's how they did. And then she grew to be so much more than that because you know she is yep. an incredibly talented and wonderful person. Uh, yep. But yeah, she is out there just kind of because she's a uh, uh, just because she was a model and now she's. In this McMahon program, uh, she is out first, followed by Steph. Steph gets Triple H's leftovers as she comes out to his My Time song. Uh, yeah. I, for- I forgot Ooh. to mention it last episode, but the Royal Rumble 2001 was the first time he used the game as his name. Uh, really? You did, you yes. did say it last time. I no, I, I I told that to y'all. Like, I told that to I think I told okay. that to you, Jesse. After okay. the fact. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. Uh, Steph looks awesome, and I don't mean that in like a lecherous way. She is not in a flashy wrestling gear. She is in athletic pants, a t-shirt, and like elbow pads. She is out there to kick ass, and I'm really yeah. into that. Uh, that is until the match gets started, and she takes down Trish and delivers some of the most suck-ass slaps I've ever seen in a wrestling ring in my whap, entire whap, life. Whap, whap. It's bad. Jenna Maraska level. Like, oh, Jesus. Uh, they brawl all over the place. Steph has control early on until Trish throws her. So they just, they fight a little bit. Uh, at some point, Trish got a bit of the hungry bum, and her pants rode way up. I only mention this because as Trish is arguing with the ref after a near fall, she adjusts her gear to cover her ass back up and gets a, just a Roman Reigns boo from the crowd. It's uh, that, it's that, and there there's a commentator that says, Trish has got that Rikishi thing going yep. on with her tights. JR says that. And it comes from JR! JR says that, yep. Mm. Yep. Oh. But yeah, like, like, JR just, never stops mixing up yep. Benoit and Jericho, by the way, <laughs> and I can't believe how bad that is <laughs> for him. Like, why does uh, he do that? <laughs> but yeah, like, I wasn't going to mention it, but then, like, that huge boo. Oh, my God, it was so funny. That was bad. <laughs> uh, they fight a little while. They get over to the side. Then Steph picks up a picture, picture of, of water. water. 
That a plastic a picture plastic of water that was sitting on the announce table that we've never seen before or since on the announce table. She throws it on Trish, causing Lawler to yell, wet t-shirt, wet t-shirt. Uh, and then JR go, JR or King calls that thing a fucking glass pitcher. Yeah, he's like, he was, she was gonna hit him on the head. She was, she was gonna hit Trish on the head with the glass pitcher. Like, like dog, we, that's the thing they bring out when you order a pitcher of Bud at the bowling alley. Calm down. They're never glass. Never. Oh, they haven't been glass since the sixties. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, that book, is where Lawler has been perpetually stuck. That is true. True. Uh, they get back in the ring. Trish kicks out of a powerbomb, and Steph aches down her pants and spanks her and then tries to pull her shirt off. She's still wearing underwear. Listen, there's a lot of things in the Attitude Era that don't hold up. Nope, they, and this ain't one of them. This they, whole this whole No, this is one of them that don't hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I think the whole McMahon storyline is actually really not bad and the Steph or the the Shane Vince match is very fun at Mania but like yeah. th this wasn't necessary you could have done without this match so they oh, do shit the gets worse on the Raws oh, after they they both charge at each other and do the grab each other's hair and spin around and they're both out time for the finish William Regal runs to the ring and dumps <sighs> the ref and pulls Trish on top of Steph but as the ref counts Regal puts Steph's foot on the rope I like to point out how dumb the ref is. It's like, I don't yep. know what tripped me or what hit me. I'm just going to do yep. my job and start pounding. Yep. Like, uh, uh, then Regal gets back in the ring and stomps the ref's head. Trish argues with Regal and slaps him. Then Regal hits her with a modified neck breaker. Steph slowly makes the pin and gets the win in 8 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, I don't think there's much to say about this. It was fine. It was. It told the story it was trying to tell. Uh, and it's definitely setting up for more. They literally set up more... 30 seconds later. Um, yep. But yeah, like it was, it was, it did what it needed to. What'd you think, Jesse? Do, 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 all aboard the slut shame circus. Yep. Non-stop till mania. Also, they used the term female too much. Cause what it was mean? just like, cause it was, it was like, who's the dominant female in the WWF? Who's oh, the dominant yeah. female? It's like, yeah. no. Yeah. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, but like, you could say woman, like with all the yeah. other mixed like, stuff in here, like it's it, like none of it's, it's aged like, remotely well. When I well. hear a dude say female a lot, I just imagine him as a Ferengi from Star Trek. <laughs> it's very similar. It's very yeah. similar to the group of people where you hear like the older white person go like say, "Well, why can't why can they yep. say that word yep. and I can't?" Like yeah, it's, it's like, like oh a, boy. It's one of those things where it's like, listen, I understand what you're doing here, but like. When you say female a lot, it's like woman. Like female is a dehumanizing term because a woman is a female human. So when you just call women females, it's like you you. you it kind of makes say, me think of what we were talking about before we got on here yeah. about Steve McQueen about yeah. Fox calling him an African American and, and, yeah, when he's so British. Like, you wouldn't call. You wouldn't say who's the most dominant male in the WWE. It would be who's the most dominant man. So you just say female over and over again. It's just something about. I can't tell you exactly what it is. It just feels weird to me. And again, I, mean, I just picture them as Ferengis. I mean, yep. Exhibit A, this yep. match. Yep. Exhibit exactly. B, dude. What's yep, gonna right happen right. after yes, the three it, stages? Exactly, match. and so it wouldn't oh, yeah. be it wouldn't be as bad if the video package wasn't filled with bitch, 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 slut, bitch, 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 slut, bitch. Uh, now I'm imagining how fast Vince would give a Ferengi the world title. <laughs> Ooh, listen, I think it'd be really fast. Listen, it'd be super quick. Knox is the first ever. Listen, Knox is the first yes. ever Ferengi in the Star Trek and Starfleet Academy. He could get it. 
Do you have anything extra to add about this, noobs? Not a goddamn thing. All right, we get a WrestleMania mm-hmm. promo featuring people watching WrestleMania on devices that cannot Boy, receive pay-per-view. This was a fucking Armageddon bit if I ever really thought of good. one. Man, I thought my... you were talking about the actual movie and it confused the fucking shit out yeah, of me. No, no I understand like, that, but it's just like, it looks like Armageddon. It looks like that whole yeah. scene where they're all listening in on the radio yeah, like, oh my God, there. they're taking off. What are yep. we going to do? It's, it's, it's like... It's, yeah, it's, it, like, I understand what they're trying to do, and it's, like, amusing, and I don't dislike it, but, yeah, it's, like, you got people in literally the desert on, like, handheld TVs. They cannot be watching WrestleMania. They yeah, it's can't. impossible. Yeah, how would they to. buy the pay-per-view? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> then Regal runs into Vince backstage, and Vince yells at Regal, saying that he thought he knew, that Regal knew what Vince wanted. Then Vince makes a match for Raw, which is weird to me. I Usually, can't believe they... They yeah. threw an episode of uh, like, a great episode of Raw in yeah. on a pay per view that uh, people paid like, for. Usually, pay per views are these little self contained time capsules, but like Vince makes the match of Stefan Regal versus Vince and Trish for the next night on Raw. I don't think I've ever seen that on a pay per view before. Yeah, uh, I remember thinking that as well. And that well, match is yeah, just a say, trap for Trish, what, and they okay. like pour nasty shit on her. I was about to ask what and, happened with that match, Jesse. Yeah. Um, they, like, he makes a mop bucket full of nasty shit, and they th- and Trish thinks that they're gonna, um, all gang up on Stephanie, and they all gang up on her s- instead. And then the next week, um, she, like, tries to blackmail them, and then he reverses it about something about Linda, and that's when we get the infamous bark like a dog, take all your clothes off Oh, uh, my scene. God. Yeah. Forgot about that. So, yeah, it Look. wasn't good. Uh, speaking of fun. things that are good. to watch. Oh, oh, baby. Up next is Austin versus Triple H. We have this match because they retconned that the Badman Rikishi storyline to make Triple H the master man, the mastermind after Badman Rikishi went over like a fart in church. Yeah, so, <laughs> I did it for the rope. So Triple H and Austin have this thing where they aren't allowed to touch each other, so they go after their loved ones. Austin stuns Steph, JR, uh, H hits Jared with a pedigree. Uh, then we get one of the dumbest interviews in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, boy. For yeah. Austin, Frosted Tips Michael Cole walks up to Austin. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, are you ready to enter hell? Next. Austin looks at him, lets out a breath, and walks away. I mean, and, Austin is doing what we all felt with that yep. line. Just and then like, Cole yep. looks at, like, at Austin with the face of like a puppy that just got popped. He's like, I just did what they told me to do. Right? Right? I didn't write this. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Three. I, I was gonna get fired if I didn't say that yeah. line, man. Three stages of hell. Again, two out of three falls match, with each fall being a different step. Wrestling match, street fight, steel cage. Triple I H would, is out first, followed by Austin with his disturbed theme song. I would also like yeah. to point out, I am a very simple man. When I hear <laughs> mo, when I hear Motorhead, I yes. mark out. Yes. I do not care if it's behind Triple H. I don't care if it's Evolution. Yep. Fuck it, it could even be Stephanie coming out with <laughs> Triple H's music. On your knees, Lemmy's Doug. got <sighs> Le- <laughs> Lemmy's got the voice of an angel that smoked three packs a day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, the disturbed stone cold thing yeah. was just That so still throws dirty. me for a loop. <laughs> it took me it. it took me two episodes of Raw to be like, is that disturbed? Yeah, like, it's just so just... dirty. It was it, his it is. Theme. It's weird. It was his theme at the uh, at the Rumble, but they didn't play enough of it. Like you couldn't yeah. quite get there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely didn't. But yeah, yeah, on the episodes of Raw, I was like, wait a minute. 
Yeah, so this is also wild. this is also the point where I'd like to make another shout out. Go ahead. The <laughs> the three or four gentlemen to the left of the camera in the front row with the Burger King paper crowns <laughs> are like they're doing that thing where they recognize they're not on camera most of the time because they're looking at the fucking jumbotron instead of what they paid front row to see in front of their fucking eyes. <laughs> and so they look at the jumbotron, they go, I'm not on TV. A.K. guess what, buddy? It's a fucking Jumbotron circle. It's not the square, the 4x3 square that they normally have. So you're not going to be on camera all the time. But guess what? You probably are. But no, that doesn't stop these motherfuckers from leaning forward into or leaning to their left across other people's view to start waving and maniacally just going, hey, 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 look at me, look at me. God. I would uh, be going to jail faster than <laughs> Enzo Amore did last night. Yeah! Shazam! Also, so, that oh. happened, so that happened, if you don't know, uh, last night during the Raw Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Enzo Amore show, is disguised like at ringside. He's got gets a black up, wig on! <laughs> gets up on a chair, pulls out a custom title, has a shirt that looks like his old uh, WWE shirt that said, how you doing? And said, his shirt said, I'm doing fine. And starts doing his catchphrases before security drags him out. I saw a great tweet about that where they said, boy, uh, so like Enzo, that all happened in the tag team match. And somebody said, that match ended with someone peeing their pants and that wasn't the most embarrassing thing that happened during that 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, Boom. Yeah. Solid. Uh, Very solid. And so he got... Pulled out by security, he is banned from the Staples Center and nice. all that. God, Jesus just Christ. Las Vegas, uh, of course. Yes. Or Las Angeles? It yes, was Vegas. That was, was in LA. That was in LA. Yep. LA, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, just, uh, just uh, while news was yelling, I figured I would... It's so weird to hear that with any lyrics. I know, right? This is such old school disturb, though. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, this is down with the sickness disturb for sure. (laughs) My least favorite. It's dirty. (laughs) I mean, the fact. To be perfectly honest, that part is the most disturbed part. The rest of it is really weird to hear from disturb. Yeah. The fact that they have fuzz in there, though, yeah. like that bass is oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, so, three stages of hell. Triple H is out first, followed by Austin with this disturbed theme. Austin runs in the ring, and away we go. Buckle in, boys. This is a long one. Uh, Austin and H have very similar styles, very methodical, brawl-heavy, punchy-kicky. Uh, so just do me a favor and fill in the gaps. Between every spot here, assume it is Triple H and Austin brawl. Psychology. Triple H goes for a pedigree, but Austin grabs his left arm and works it over, focusing heavily on the arm, which Triple H sells the next time he goes for the pedigree, but he can't lock it in because it hurt his arm. Austin Irish whips him and hits him with a Thez press and a flurry of punches to a huge pop, falling by his falling forearms to the head. Austin gets on the top rope for a flying nothing, but H gets his foot up and Austin lands on it, taking him out. More psychology. 
Triple H takes over with a series of neck breakers, focusing on, Austin, focusing on Austin's chronically injured neck with knees to the back of Austin's head. H then goes to the same strategy he had in his match with Kurt Angle, focusing on Austin's left leg, hitting him with a bunch of chop blocks and shots to the legs, which is interesting if, again, a little bit weird because it doesn't help him with his finish. But then it makes a little bit more sense as Triple H locks in a figure four onto Austin. Uh, shifting over to the rope and using it as leverage as the ref keeps his eyes trained on Austin. But Austin powers through, flips it over, reversing the pressure of the hole, but Triple H gets to the ropes pretty quickly uh, to force the rope break that the ref, act- ref saw that one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> allowing Triple H to take back over and continue to focus on Austin's leg. Austin manages to take control by slamming his leg into Triple H's head as H works over his knee. Just pop, pop, pop. It kind of reminded me of the... Uh, the calf crusher Brock Lesnar thing last yes. year. It kind of reminded me That's exactly me of that. what I thought. Yeah. Uh, another Thez press and falling forearms for Austin. Got to pop the first time, so why not? And it got to pop the second time. Austin telegraphs the stunner as H slowly gets up, the crowd going wild for the possibility of one, but H counters it and hits Austin with a neck breaker. Austin goes for another stunner, but H rolls up Austin, which Austin counters into a roll-up of his own, but Triple H kicks out. They go into the corner, and H hits Austin with a low blow that he no-sells, as, as, because as H jumps off the top rope for flying nothing, Austin kicks him in the gut. Stunner, one, two, three. Austin wins the first fall. Austin throws Triple H to the outside, and they brawl, with Austin hitting him, Triple H, with a suplex, on, suplex to the entrance ramp a couple of times. <laughs> Austin leads Triple H around to the announce tables and cracks Triple H in the face with the monitor from the Spanish announce table. Then he grabs some chairs and throws them in the ring. He doesn't He doesn't proceed to just grab chairs. He grabs a bunch yes. of them, and then he runs out of he, chairs to grab. So he, he grabs the it. one that has the ring The poor the ring production guy, guy by the... T- yeah, the poor guy by the timekeeper's area. Just, just yanks like, it out from up under him before just, he can even get out of it. Motherfucker, get out the chair! I gotta yeah. throw it or I'm throwing yeah. you with it! <laughs> As... Austin is filling the ring with seats. Triple H is trying to escape, going up into the audience, but Austin catches him and batters him up and down the bleacher steps before getting him back in the ring. That's That's got to be such utter hell for security. Oh, yeah. You can just see those fans are just yep. like rabid dogs. Yep. H grabs a chair and swings it at Austin as Austin gets back in the ring. But Steve counters it with a kick to the gut and grabs the chair and... Beats the shit out of Triple H, or Triple H with the chair. JR puts it best. Austin, we're in the game's ass with a steel chair. That, that uh, was a good line, yes. But all of those chair shots only get him a two count. I mean, it's not like a flurry of chair shots could win a match or anything. Like, say, the main event of WrestleMania X7. But I digress. Yeah, yeah also, also digressing into another shout-out. Here we go. Oh, boy. The... What is the correct terminology for the side of the of the state of the seating that is with the camera? So they're not fa- they're not no, like the on side, camera. Yeah, hard camera side. That's the side. Hard of the cam hard cam. side. Yes, okay, hard camera. These motherfuckers on hard cam in the front couple rows have brought signs as well. Yep. Why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You never know. Why? <laughs> I, oh, I am not, I'm so looking forward to this NXT live show that I got coming up because we're yeah. on the balcony front row. Adam, if WrestleMania happens in Minneapolis again next year, yes. 
or not again if it does actually happen i am petitioning us to get tickets on a railing so we don't have to deal with <laughs> any of this bullshit i will say uh mania this year i was at the i was on the hard camera i made sure to get the uh, seats on the side of the hard camera uh-huh no issues no okay. problems. Like, the, the Attitude Era was way more prolific. I've never, I've literally, I've been to more than my fair share of WWE events. I have never, ever had any issues with somebody with a sign. Okay, that's uh, good, because, it is, oh it my is god. nowhere near as bad as it used to be. I don't want to pay for a ticket where no. I'm going to have to ruin it by having to go to jail afterwards. No, like, Dude, I, how I, did I, you like this era of wrestling? <laughs> I, I liked it as a, because I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> You were um, a dumb child. Now you're a dumb adult. I was 13 at the time of yeah. this airing. Like, but yeah, gotcha. like it, yeah, I've sat all over the place. I've sat, you know, down. I'm not, I'm not sat on the floor, but like I've sat on the plaza, I've sat in the club area, sat up higher, middle. Like house shows, you might see two signs at a house show. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, like I haven't had any issues with it. It's really not a thing anymore. Unless you are just like down there right across the hard camera, like where you are going to be on TV which I intentionally avoid because it's not, I don't like sitting on that side because when you do that, they're performing with their backs to you. Yeah. They perform towards the hard camera. So you want to sit on the side with the hard camera, which can kind of be yeah. tough to find tickets for. Cause well, like for like an episode, like a random raw or a SmackDown, because they, they want to sell all the tickets opposite the hard camera first. Uh, Cause you got to have that filled up before you have you start selling tickets next to the hard camera because those seats aren't going to show up on camera. So you want to make it look full. Uh, but for the most part, it's not that difficult to find them. I okay. have much trouble. So those uh, people are those yeah. people are on my shit list. Anyway, continuing yeah. on with it the It was match. 17 years ago, noobs! Listen. Get list on. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears. Oh my god. Anyway, Austin went to the timekeeper's area and grabbed the ring bell with Triple H tried to retreat again, but again, Austin thwarts it. Then Austin reaches under the announce table and pulls out a bar two par bar two by four and the announcer is yelling. It's a at each two other. by two. Not a two by four. They call it a two by four. It is a two by two. It is I a square. You. I believe you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I have, I have oh two boy. by four written down about another fifteen times, so that's where we're at. Okay. Uh, um, Austin and I didn't hear them say two by four. I just looked at that and I was like, huh. No, they four. call it a two by four as well. I have notes of, <laughs> of it being like, JR, you motherfucker, you're from the South. I know you know how to build shit. <laughs> uh, the announcers yell at each other asking where it came from because it was under their desk. Austin goes after H with it, but Triple H kicks him and hits him with the two by two, sending Austin flying behind the announcer's table to Blade. Uh, Lawler even stands oh, yeah. up to block the shot. Like, Lawler stands up and is kind of, like, blocking Austin. Like, hey, you doing okay over there? You, you got that blade going? Uh, and then Austin finally turns around, bleeding like a stuck pig. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. He's giving pointers. What you got to yeah. do is... Yep. Yeah. Uh, he gets up, but H sends him flying back over the announce table. Triple H clears the table and sets Austin up on it, delivering shots to him as the two of them are on top of the table. I keep waiting for it to collapse up underneath them. Yeah. Austin gets up and H sets him up for the pedigree through the table, but Triple H sells the arm that Austin's been working on, and Austin uses it to back body drop Triple H backwards through the Spanish announce table. Not even, it was like his left arm made it through the announce mm -hmm. table. Nothing else did. Yep. Ow. <laughs> but uh, Austin it hurts. Stone Cold grabs a beer and cracks Triple H over the head with it before delivering a bunch of shots to him, only pausing to push Hevner over as the ref tries to pull him off. 
Both men get back in the ring, and Triple H uses Chekhov's ring bell and cracks Austin in the head with it for a very close two count. I honestly thought he'd won it right there. Yeah. Both men get up, and Triple H hits another neckbreaker for a near fall. Then they showed a replay of the neckbreaker while in the ring. Triple H delivered another neckbreaker, and they were identical. I thought they had accidentally put the replay in on the picture in picture. Like, I thought uh-huh. the replay was both because it was the exact That's same movement. Cool. It landed at the exact same place, and Austin sold it the exact. I had to rewind it. It was to weird. Check. It was identical. Um. To make sure I didn't even like, think just, about it. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, oh, that's do cool. Do they have the live shot in the replay window on accident? But no, it was like, it was it was a replay. It was cool. Uh, Triple H hits Austin with a suplex onto a chair for the two count. And then Triple H sets Austin up for the pedigree. But he, Austin, back body drops Triple H outside of the ring to the floor. Austin hits Triple H with a chair and then the ring steps in front of the ruins of the Spanish announce table. And oh, hey, Triple H played it too. <laughs> the ruins it's good triple h takes advantage and reaches underneath the announce table and pulls out a sledgehammer with the announcers again <laughs> yelling and arguing about where it came from and who put it under there That's it's so one good. of those things where it's it. like why is that under there but here's That's the thing. just funny that's like just it. entertaining i, 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 I like, like it i like that it's under there but i i like that the announcers don't know sell it that they are both just like oh my god he reached into his bag of holding and yeah. pull the pull the sledgehammer <laughs> yes. out but don't even ether. do that like King yeah. King accuses Jr. Yeah. of bringing you the sledgehammer. I I love it. I think it's hilarious. I, oh yeah, my I gosh! It. I thought it was uh, great. Uh, H goes to swing the sledgehammer at Austin, but Austin counters and gets Triple H back in the ring. Austin slides the sledgehammer in the ring and gets in. Flurry of kicks into Triple H while he sits in the corner. Triple H gets the sledgehammer. Austin goes for a stunner. Triple H sends Austin into the ropes. Hits Austin in the face with the sledgehammer, then hits him with the pedigree for the pin. Triple H takes the second fall. Time to lower the cage. Stagehands descend from the void to yeah. help secure the cage. Just, they also as, came out of the announce yep. table. They yes. descend yeah. from the void. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, my joke isn't going to land anymore. Oh, that was okay. amazing. Oh my god. I just hit your joke with a fucking sledgehammer. If Jesse hadn't said that banger, I would have said (laughs) the stagehands descend like um, Muhammad Hassan called them down to take the Undertaker (laughs) away. I mean, that's not bad either. It's the same place. They're all the same void. Uh, Uh, Different pockets, same void. Also, also, I would like to shout out (laughs) one of the four Burger King guys has a brown G spray painted, uh, spray painted across his white shirt. That doesn't scream. Why? Just everything is wrong with society. <laughs> I don't even him. know what that means. I'm lost. Uh, I, I don't just, either. Just, oh, no. just, just. You showed up. You bought. You're able to afford front row tickets to a show. <laughs> Yeah. And you come wearing a white shirt, t-shirt with a brown G spray painted on it and a Burger King hat for children. I'm pretty yeah. sure that guy's in charge of a company, sadly. Like, that's 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 <laughs> that's my whole point of pointing him out. It's like, you have front row tickets. You have the money. Just <laughs> I hate beautiful. You. Oh. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Uh, so, the third fall begins. Uh, Triple H is up first. Uh... Triple H picks up Austin, and Austin fights back for a moment, but he Triple H takes back control. Uh, he sends Austin into the cage a few more times before grabbing the 2x2 two two and grinds it into Austin's face until Austin grabs the chair and cracks H in the head with it. Austin then grabs the 2x2 two two and sends Triple H into the cage and brings it onto H's head 
And by head, I mean forearms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we get a whole lot of punchy kicky chair shot here, DDT there. Yeah, Austin yeah, sending yeah, shots yeah. to H in the corner, which Triple H uses an opportunity to flare flop onto the mat. Popped hard for that one. It was a very good flare flop. Then Triple H climbs the cage to escape, but Austin grabs him and pulls him back in. Uh, they stand on the top rope and bonk each other into the cage until Austin falls and gets crotched by the top rope. Crotched. Triple H catches his breath, and Austin gets up and slings Triple H from the top rope across the ring. Just, like, grabs him and just, just chunks him across the ring. They trade shots, and then Triple H hits Austin with the pedigree and goes to the pin, but Austin kicks out at, like, 2.9. H <laughs> stares at Hebner yeah. in disbelief and slowly gets back to his feet as Austin crawls over to the barbed wire 2x2. Two two. H grabs a chair and cracks Austin as he gets up, setting up Austin for another pedigree, but Austin counters and slingshots uh, Triple H into the side of the cage and then hits Triple H with a, this has been 40 minutes, God, I'm so tired, stunner, that Triple H kicks out of at 2.5. Just please end this, please, yeah. for the love of God. This thing was so fucking immense. Thankfully, it's time for the finish. Austin crawls to the 2x2. Two two. H crawls to the sledgehammer. They swing them at each other, and both men connect. Austin falls. Triple H falls on top of Austin. The ref counts. One, two, three, and Triple H wins the third fall and the match in 39-26. Both men lay there battered and exhausted, and still, until somebody... American snipers of beer into the side of Stone Cold Steve Austin's head. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> like fucking phrase. I was wondering where that came from. Like it, no way, no way. It was anybody like on the crew that had to have been a fan. Somebody wings a can of beer and just like fucking sniper elite, fucking Call of Duty over here. Just I gotta pull beams. this up again. Just yeah. cracks the side of Stone Cold's head with it. And that's when they finally, like... Stone I got Cold, you, like, bro! Bam! Stone Cold, like, jumps and Triple H rolls off of him and Stone Cold rolls to the other side of the ring. Just out of nowhere, this beer just... Ooh! Bam! Like, my what, God. these guys just wrestled for 40 minutes? You can throw a beer at him? I, I'm support. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Uh, but, yeah, and so... But Triple H slowly crawls to the ropes and pulls himself up to his feet so Hebner can finally lift his arm. So good at... They, they both did an incredible They're job They're selling, selling that they selling. just went through hell. They just went through a war. It's so good. But... But Triple H's music has been playing for far too long, Triple so H's and Disturbed really out. wants their paycheck. Yep, Triple H's music fades out as Austin gets to his feet and hits Triple H with a stunner. So even though Triple H won the match, we do end with Austin's music playing as he crawls out of the ring and heads to the back. This match was so good. Like you can say a lot about Triple H in like the mid two thousands, but like ninety nine to like two thousand two, Triple H is the MVP of wrestling. Oh my god! Oh, uh, pre Such pre Reign of Terror. Pre oh my god. Well, These it was pre reign here. It was him, like, blowing his quad yeah. and yep. still wrestling. Yep. And it's just like... Also... God. Yeah, the two-man power trip. This match, 40 minutes long. It might have been because of the three different falls. Did not feel with it. Feel like it. This thing breezed by. Would have like, been five stars if it was in the Tokyo Dome. Christ. All right, Jesse, what would you think about the match? <laughs> it's so... It's really good. It's... Yeah, it didn't feel like 40 minutes, and it was great the entire time. It's, it was, like, everything we gushed about how well plotted the, um, the, wow, what was it? Was the it Rumble? Triple H Stone Cold again, right? No, what? no. 
No. It was Triple H and um uh uh Angle. Angle for the title. Yeah. Yeah. Everything we gushed about that match is here twofold, like yep. twice as much. Yep. And it's fucking good. Like, honestly, it's it. We talk about how um the winners rewrite history for like WCW oh, yeah. and stuff, but I can't imagine a WCW match being this good ever. Because even <laughs> like some of the highlight stuff that they talk about, like the Sting Sting story, they really fucked that up at the end with the yep. regular count bullshit and making it just look like oh you know, yeah, stupid the, the, whatever. The the um, Starcade Sting versus Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Which which can you imagine fucking up an, a year and a half's worth of storyline with one yep. ref being a dumbass? Well, like was it was it the ref being a dumbass or was it Hulk Hogan getting in the ref's ear? Oh, well, oh, God, that sucks. I didn't even think yeah. about that. That um, is the prevailing theory that Hulk Hogan told him, count it normal. Piece of shit. Anyways, um, yeah, like, I don't think a match like this would be anywhere else but WWF. I really, yeah, like, I like, could be full of shit, but yeah, like, I, feel, I feel that way. There are some early, like, late 80s War Games matches that I think yeah. are just as good as this. Um, I believe you. But for the that's most eight dudes part, too, you know. Yeah, but for the most part, you really didn't, because that's that was the whole thing with with uh, WCW is they had a great undercard uh, with like the yeah. cruiserweights, but their main event matches were shit. Like were lazy, too lazy. Like was nineteen ninety six, like the main event of Starcade in ninety six, which is the year the NWO took over and the year that WCW exploded and beat the hell out of uh, WWF. The main event of Starcade that year was Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. In a non that was also match, botched, wasn't in it? A non no, Roddy Piper won, and he was supposed to, but it was very much a non-title match, so Hogan yep. didn't lose his title. Yeah. What did you think, noobs? It. God damn it! Like both of these guys, I I loved everything about this match. It. Yes, it did drag on for I consider far too long, but I mean, when you got two of the top guys in the in the card, you might yep. as well use them. Yeah. Oh, um, something else I want to bring up if if you're done, noobs, real quick. Yeah. Um, he fucking beat the Royal Rumble winner. Like uh, he I was, beat oh, the yeah. guy going to Mania. You would never see yep. that now. I was actually, like, you want to uh, talk about? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Just you know, not necessarily say the right guy won, but like yes. that the guy who won. That's amazing. You like Stone Cold didn't have to win that match. Yep. I can't imagine like them ever doing that with John Cena. Yeah, but I can't like, really think of. Who, you know, That's could beat John Cena earning that? Like, they tried, you know, with Punk and Brian, and then but issues who, who happened. would have been on the same level as, as Triple H at the time? It would have been, like, yeah. Edge beating John Cena in that position in, like, 2009. Yeah. Which uh, which he did, but always with yeah. shitty heel tactics. That was yeah. virtually clean because uh, of how the see, match okay, was set up. So I was going to talk about, like, why did Triple H win here? There's a few reasons. Yeah. One, he needed it. He just yeah, come off Cole of a, didn't need that. He had he just come off of a loss against Angle, uh, and he was going into a AAA or into a pretty high profile Mania match, so he needed to win more. Uh, yeah. Stone Cold didn't have to win. He was Stone Cold. He was the biggest star in the history of the business, and uh, he had already won the Royal Rumble. His Mania was set, so it didn't matter if he won or lost. Um, and also, he got his heat back, and it was like you can always argue it was a fluke win. He won because of how the bodies fell, like in yeah. And it just feels like you couldn't do that nowadays, and I wish you could. I mean, I feel like you could. Well, yeah, like fans wouldn't let you. That's the thing. Oh, 
Like, I feel like you I could hate, tell I that hate story. to point that out, but yeah, probably. Like, I think you could tell the story. Right. I, I think that's a cool way of ending a match, and I think they earned it. Like, you have to earn that, though. Like, the end of a 40-minute match, <laughs> it really does feel like that. Uh, like, yeah, they, the bodies fell that way because they were dead, and they sold it afterwards, like, like uh, as such. But, so yeah, that's why Triple H ended up winning, because Stone Cold didn't need it, and it helped sort of, like, push Triple H back up a little bit that he needed to, to look at Undertaker going forward into WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. We'll take a minute, take a step back, take a little breather. It was a hell of a match. So, oh, boy. We mentioned it a couple times. Something major happened between the Royal Rumble and No Way Out. A 50-50 joint venture between the WWF and NBC. The XFL began on February 3rd, 2001. Less than a week after the Super Bowl, where the Ravens destroyed the Giants. That is too soon after the Super Bowl. You have to give people time to miss football. Oh, yeah. Uh, It ended up costing almost $138 million. Like, that's how much money it lost. To NBC and the WWF, the WWF eating about $69 million worth. Uh, you had eight teams that played 10 games apiece uh, on NBC, TNN, and UPN. Each station would get one game per week. So the idea was to take WWE live show experience and translate it to football. And credit where it due, it's kind of worked. Like The attendance was lower than expected, but it only fell about 10% over the course of the season. So the people who came to at least one game stuck with it. Uh, some other little weird things, you know, they allowed folks to put whatever they wanted on their jerseys, and 99% of the players said, nah, I'm good, except for Rod Smart, who put He Hate Me on the back of his jersey. God, it uh, just... He ended up playing in a Super Bowl with the Cardinals the year they... Not the Cardinals, with the Panthers. The year they wrestled, they wrestled, Jesus, the year they went up against the Patriots in, like, 2004. This is all great. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, the is that guy pay- any good? Because I don't know football. I mean, he was, uh, he made it to a He's Super decent. Bowl. He was a, yeah. he was yeah. a player on the Super Bowl, you know, team. Uh, QBs, the highest paid players, only made $5,000 a week. Damn. With, just like wrestlers, no health insurance. Damn. Beautiful. Beautiful. Instead of the coin toss, they had people scramble for the ball, oh, which, saw the, which saw the first play of the first game have the winner of the scramble separate his shoulder and miss the rest of the season. Yep. The Fuck. first week had huge ratings, but they fell off almost immediately. There um, is a moment in the first game. <laughs> Who were the announcers for the first was it game? JR and King? No, no. I was think it Mike J- Adamley and uh, Jesse. Oh Ventura? God, Mike Mike Adamley Adam went that yes, far back. Was Adam Adam I think it was Adamley and Ventura. Mike Adamley. He originally got brought in to be a commentator for the XFL. Yes. Oh my so, God. Adam so what? Lee, his contract held over till two thousand and eight. They brought him back. There's this one. Was... There's this one moment in the stands when they're coming back to a commercial, and since it's the XFL, and you got to be more. Raunchy, and you got to be oh, more God. tantalizing. Mm-hmm. They have the cheerleaders yep. in the stands, and the cameraman is like five or six stairs below this one cheerleader that he's filming, and zooms in on her crotch. Of course he does. And freaking, <laughs> freaking Allie just goes, "I'm uncomfortable." 
God bless Mike Adamley. <laughs> just right yeah. out of the gate. It's yeah. like, oh my God. He's just like, he's yeah. blinking twice for help. <laughs> so yeah, the, XF hole, the XFL as a whole was very sleazy. Uh, the cheerleaders were paraded around as sex objects. Very much from the company who brought you the Attitude Era and also the next match we're going to talk about. Um, so, what, so what happened? Sorry, that was ironic, but it didn't sound ironic. I feel bad. There are a lot bad. of things... I'm going to go home. It's fine. Stay. There are a lot of things about the downfall of the XFL, but the biggest thing was simple. The football sucked. The best players were in the NFL. So you had the cast-offs in the XFL. Also, they had rules like shorter play clocks, and bump and run was extended to anywhere on the field, which means you couldn't score. Also, the coaches and the players who had never worked together before only had a month of training camp before the season started. You, you can't bring up the XFL without talking some of the good things they did. The X or the the, the, the Sky Cam is the big one. They were the first to use the, they weren't the yeah. first to use the Sky Cam, but they popularized it, and you see it every day. We were recording this on Monday night, and I guarantee if I turn on Monday Night Football right now, I will see a Sky Cam shot within the first, within ten minutes. Bullshit! Of turning it Bullshit! Off. You're gonna find that booger cam on that goddamn yeah. shot. Oh god, I forgot about the weird stuff they've been doing with my Monday Night Football this year. It's dog yeah. shit. I'm watching it right now, and yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> The, they also had the Bubba Cam, which is their idea of having cameramen on the field with steady cams, uh, uh-huh. named after a a longtime camp WWE cameraman named Bubba, who ironically refused to do it in the XFL because he thought it sounded incredibly dangerous. Oh, of course <laughs> it is, though. Yeah, how many times did those guys get fucked up? I don't. Even I think know. it was okay. Uh, being fifty fifty with NBC meant that no one was in charge, which didn't work. Also. <laughs> They budgeted about $100,000 per show for advertising, but a few weeks in, ads were selling for half of what they projected, so they were bleeding money with every single broadcast. Vince wanted, so great. Vince wanted a second season, and TNN and UPN were interested, uh, with NBC pulling out, but UPN was only going to agree if Vince cut SmackDown down to 90 minutes. It was the biggest thing on the network, and they were like, hey, if it's only 90 minutes, we can put in a half hour, like a, a, an original half hour program for the lead-in, uh, and Vince said, fuck off. And thus the XFL Mart. died. Smart on Vince's yeah. part. And thus yeah. the XFL died for 19 years. Uh, we will see what happens in 2020 when it makes its yeah, triumphant crazy. return. My uh, still trying to figure that my out. NFL or my um, uh, fantasy football team name is mm. waiting for the XFL. God, I still <laughs> remember we had the Memphis Maniacs. And I remember one time, I was 11 years old, and I was with my great aunt, and we went to Burger King, and I, they had the Memphis Maniacs meal. And it was the largest cup I had ever seen for soda at a burger restaurant, a fast food restaurant, the size of my fucking head, and a triple cheeseburger, and an illegal amount of fries. It was the best. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, Adam, this is going to be super local, just me and you, basically. Hit me up. Hit me up. Um, I really hope XFL gets Bo Wallace. <laughs> that man would fit so well there, wouldn't he? <laughs> no, Chad Kelly would fit in the XFL. That, both, honestly. Yeah. Oh my god. But, uh, okay, so, I'll, um, also, I, I'm going to take a, a bit of a tangent here. Let's talk about another, so, so the XFL was, was Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol, right? <coughs> yeah. Charlie Ebersol, Dick Ebersol's son, and Bill Polian, former GM for the Indianapolis Colts, during the Peyton Manning years, <coughs> excuse me, are starting their own football league. Uh, really? Okay. It's called the Alliance of American Football. It is starting next year. Again, 
within a week of the Super Bowl. There's going to be eight ah. teams. There is uh, Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, Orlando, uh, Arizona, and Tempe, Salt Lake City, San Antonio, and San Diego. Uh, some interesting ideas. Uh, they have some old, uh, some ex-football players in, like Heinz Ward is like a executive of player relations. And another yeah. uh, executive of player relations news is your boy, Jared Allen. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Um, I have been interested and peaked at the same time. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, like they've had the hey. Memphis Express, uh, and they've got a couple of, Just- uh, like, yeah, good. Sorry. I was about to say, Jesse, if you don't know who Jared Allen is, oh, he's a Viking. Yeah. He's a real let me, life Viking. Let me let me get you. Let me just give you this brief <laughs> synopsis. There was one time he posted a video of him wearing a cowboy hat, one of those nice blue jean jackets, and he posted this video like talking about just about random stuff. And then at one point, he's like, the cameraman asked him what he's doing. And he goes, "Oh, I'm taking this rock here and I'm throwing it." I'm walking over to the rock where it landed, picking it up and throwing it again. That way, if I keep doing it, I'll be rocking America. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, also, Adam, real quick, I meant Chad Kelly, not Bo Wallace. Okay, I totally right, meant Chad Kelly. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, just, yeah, Jared Allen's incredible. Also, he's a blessing. They brought in some, like, a lot of, like, failed – not uh, some failed, but some just, like, old coaches. Some A lot of college coaches. Okay. But – the coach of the Memphis Express is Mike Singletary. What? And the coach of the Atlanta Legends is your boy Brad Childress. He was the I, guy who um I, he coached yeah, Vikings. Did he coach the Vikings? Yeah, he coached the yeah. he was the head coach of the Vikings, and then yeah. AK Brett Favre came in and just uncoached yep. him out of the job. <laughs> uncoached him out also, of existence. Orlando is their their coach is the old ball coach Steve Spurrier. He was like the longtime coach at South Carolina, and he, like, he was at the he was with Washington for a little while. But yeah, it's they got a couple interesting rules, um, like fifty player rosters. With some, they're having like a territorial draft, where okay. like each team will like will be assigned five colleges plus like four NFL teams and one CFL team, and they can only pick players from those teams uh, a, a certain number of picks before they can just kind of like scoop up whoever's left. Um, there'll be no TV timeouts. With sixty percent fewer commercials, which will save about half an hour on uh, if the game, like during the game, no uh, points after touchdown, only two point conversions. Uh, no, I actually kind of like this. No kickoffs. You start on the twenty five because the kickoff is the most dangerous play in football. But let's say you want to do like you might be asking, what about an onside kick? Right? What if you want to yeah. get the possession back? It's such a cool idea. Basically. The team gets put on their 35, 4th and 10. Make a first down. If you want to keep possession. Instead of doing an onside kick, get 10 yards at your 35. But if you don't get it, that's a turnover on downs, and your opponent has it in field goal range. And I think that is way more interesting than an onside kick. So the XFL is already fucked, is what you're saying. Also, all of the players are getting signed to three-year $250,000 contracts. Uh, that do include health insurance. Uh, oh, yes. and <laughs> Yeah. And they do have a, a a clause in their contract to leave if they get an NFL offer. They can leave to go to the NFL. What Damn. they cannot do in Damn. those three years is leave to go to the XFL. 
<laughs> they specifically chose the three-year contract to make sure they snatched up. Like, they can't get anybody worth a shit because they're on the NFL. But get the yeah. people who aren't worth a shit. They're all in the AAF. So now the people who aren't worth a shit aren't worth a shit can go to the XFL. Uh, oh my god. That's incredible. Yep. I am absolutely... Did they do getting... it specifically to fuck with Vince? Like, oh my god. They haven't said it specifically, but they announced those contracts after Vince announced the XFL was coming back. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm absolutely... The, the first game is going to get aired on CBS proper, but all the other games are going to be on, like, the mobile app is going to... They're going to have an app where you can watch a lot of the games, and they're going to be on CBS Sports Network. I'm absolutely going to go to at least one of these games. Uh, because they said, like, we want these to be uh, accessible. Like, they've said, oh, yeah, side sideline tickets, you know, like in that good section of the stands, like $30 with, like, $4 burgers and $3 beers. Like, they want it to be inexpensive and accessible. I am very excited for this. I am absolutely going to go to it. It's no, no way in hell it lasts more than a season. Same for the new iteration of the XFL. But it's going to be fun while it lasts. Yeah. So we will see where the it's XFL. Hilarious. Yes. Okay. We'll so during XFL that goes. during that during that conversation about the XFL, we skipped the next match for some <laughs> reason. Like that just kept going. Like you should have oh, changed the God. channel on your iPod or whatever. And yeah, so that didn't that didn't right. happen. So tag team we, title match. Let's do <laughs> this. We do have to mention. Huh? Uh, well, do we? We do. We I do. want to talk about what happens after it more than anything. We will get yes that too. So, Lawler gets up from the announce table, uh, off, takes off his thing, takes off his jacket to unveil leopard print onesie. His other thing. He says he has business to take care of himself. Quote, we have to see Cat naked. So the story is that the cat, Jerry Lawler's real-life wife at the time, has the gimmick of, I want to get naked. So, of course, Right to Censor isn't happy with that. Uh, we get a shot of the RTC praying. Then a shot of Topless Cat from the back as she puts on a trench coat. This is what we're fighting for. The right to nudity. The cat is dying to be oh. naked here tonight, says JR. Again, a whole lot of the Attitude Era doesn't hold up. Uh, also, one second. I'm going to post this on Twitter. There's a gif of Stone Cold getting American snipered with the beer can. I yeah. saw it. I, like, I went back yeah. to it, and you're just like, yeah. oh, that yeah. looked like it hurt. Yeah. Uh... More commercials, one for the WWF Shop Zone, and another for a contest to co-host an episode of Fanatics with McFoley. Whatever that was. The arena has filled with smoke machine smoke. It's Taz, who has come out to join JR on the commentary table to replace Lawler. Is this his first time on mic? I don't think so. I don't think it's his first time on commentary. I think he's done it before, but it might be. I think they were starting to transition him over there. They knew his neck issues were going to catch up to him sooner or later. Let me tell you, the king's got some high stakes yeah. here. If he wins, we get to see the cat naked. She's dying to be naked here tonight at No Way Out. Boy, I don't think she is. Out first is Stevie Richards with Ivory. As they get in the ring, we see referee Teddy Long. Holla, 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 holla. The arena is still filled with the fucking Taz entrance smoke, and that is hilarious to me. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it's there. Out next is Jerry Lawler. Listen. He's bad, he's past his prime, he's the worst kind of announcer, he's inappropriate. But, like, Lawler's a homeboy, I don't know. Something about, like, hearing his music, I have a moment of just, like, Jerry, mm. oh, no, wait, he's bad. But also, I remember when he ran for mayor, Jerry. Uh, uh, and away <laughs> we go. 
God, I'm so glad Minnesotans don't have to just shut the fuck up. God damn it. <laughs> Get ready for the longest five minutes of your life. Uh, uh, no. Jaw Jack in the ring. Lawler's in control. Richard's in control. Uh, audience chants, we want puppies. Again, something, something, something. Attitude era not holding up. Uh, Richard's brings a chair in the ring. Ivory distracts ref. Jerry Low blows. Two DTTs to Richard. Ivory distracts the ref. Cat distracts the ref. As Stevie misses a shot with the women's title. Richards picks up the women's title, then misses another belt shot. Stevie grabs King. Cat runs in with the belt, aiming for Stevie Richards, but Stevie pulls Lawler in as she hits Lawler. Richards pins him for the win in five minutes and 32 seconds. Then the RTC run out, wrap Cat in a burlap sack type thing, and carry her off because she's now has to join the RTC. And then, as we're going to talk about, shortly after this, the WWE releases the Cat, and Lawler gets pissy about it and walks out, which is why yep. at, at WrestleMania X7 is called by JR and Paul Heyman. Which is yet which is one of the greatest dangerously things, which is of yet all another time. thing that makes X7 so good. Yep. Yeah. So, so um go ahead. Yeah. Uh I want to reinforce this also very quickly that um not only was he married to the cat, he is 20 years older than, than her. Oh yeah, no, that's just Jerry Lawler. Like honestly, I know, I but I it's it just more. I 20 years yeah, is lower um, than my guess. Yeah, well, she's like 25 here. Yeah, so. yep, still. Uh-huh. I'm going to stand by um, my... Do I mean, you know how they met? Because that's the best worst thing. What? It was like at a local charity in Memphis. Of course I mean, like, was. when when you... <laughs> I want to say that, like, um, when you hit when you hit a certain age, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, if you if she wants to be with him... Go for it. Like you. I mean, do, they you, divorced boo -boo. in a year, though. I feel. So. I feel like the cutoff for that, though, on the young end, is thirty. If you're thirty and above, okay. But if you're twenty-five, I mean, your brain is still developing. <laughs> technically, so no. Technically, technically, studies show at twenty-five, your your um your front cortex is done developing. Okay, and your brain just got done developing. So you Let's should ruin have it some on some Jerry Lawler. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, so they yeah. get one, they get one thing with her, uh, yeah. the raw after, and that's it. And Waller lock, uh, Lawler walks out uh, within a week, and yep. the um, episode uh, uh, have, that I was I, talking about. Yeah, sorry. I, I have the clip of Heyman's debut on Raw. Do if it. you want to hear that, it's very good. Yes. So good. I Paul apparently is a they, blessing. Apparently they were mad at him every time he brought up um yeah. TNN throwing off ECW. Yep. So him telling them about uh Jerry Lawler walking out. Like he kept every every night he kept saying shit. They're like, yeah. stop doing that. And he did it for like, like the three months he was there. You could, which is great. If you could tell, yes. like watching those old shows with him and JR, JR, like 
he makes JR step up his game and that pisses JR off because JR is an old man who doesn't want to step up his game. Like, yeah. he, out, he he can outclass JR on commentary so well, JR has to try, and you can see he gets pissy about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he definitely so, does that with the Benoit Jericho thing. There is yeah. an episode where Jericho is down there with them in the <laughs> commentary talking and he keeps saying Jericho about Benoit in the ring and Paulie's like Jericho's sitting here with us dude <laughs> god okay so, so what do you, you say news during this entire match please don't go back and rewatch it if you already have there there's a point where I noticed that King every time he does something he does this little ah 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 yep like he yep. like like attacks like he's a fucking Pokemon and his name is Ah. But in reality, we all know King's real Pokemon name should be Puppies. Um, and it's just... King, 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 King. Puppies, Puppies, Puppies. And then there was the one time when, like, like when Ivory is jumping in and attacking Cat and doing some weird stuff and, like, all that chaos that's happening, King kept shoving Teddy Long into Ivory... Yeah. Or something. Like, it was some weird thing where he just kept shoving him. Like, get me out of the... Get out of the way. I need to see Ivory. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Like, it's just like... Yep. Yeah. It was so odd. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, I I don't know, man. Also, it made Stevie Richards look like a fucking idiot. Because, like, every time Stevie Richards did something, King thwarted it effortlessly. Oh, of course he did, because he never sold anything. Yeah. Stevie Richards tries a belt shot. King doesn't care. Stevie Richard tried to low blow. King doesn't care. He thwarts it. Like yep. it made Stevie Richards look like a chump. Yeah, I uh-huh. noticed that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, King is what? come on. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Uh so next up. Brothers Bank of Destruction. Everything. Yes. Brothers of Destruction, Kane and Taker versus Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys in a tables match for the tag. Tag a tag team titles tables match. Did you just have a stroke? Or, excuse me, excuse me. A triple triple threat tag team title table match. He's I think Adam's having several having a mini stroke. strokes. Triple threat tag team title table match. Yeah, you did it. And commentated by Taz. Exactly. Michael Cole was in the back interviewing the Brothers of Destruction. Taker cuts a pretty decent promo, saying their opponent shouldn't be concerned with the titles. They could be concerned about how they're going to survive tonight at the big dogs run the yard. Then Kane says that they're going to do more than put them through tables. They're going to put them through hell. Then I assume Cole got flashbacks to an hour beforehand when he asked Stone Cold that stupid-ass question. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment, too, where Taker starts leaning on Cole's shoulder. Yeah. And Cole recognizes, I'm not going to say shit to this guy. Yep. Like, he just has yep. this look on his face. I'm like, yep, I'm not doing anything. Yep. Uh, J.R. Pimp's China's book, which is number two on the New York, New York Times charts. I've heard that book is a bit of a mess. Okay, uh, seriously. Yeah? Serious time here with noobs. <laughs> when, when somebody says their book is on the New York Times bestsellers list. Yeah? Are they just like... Well, it means can that, we just say your book got released and uh, it got picked up by one or two people? Well, it's because... Well, listen, back then it was a bigger deal. But it wasn't like... The total, it was like the biography bestseller. Like, it wasn't, it was like a more niche, like, because the New York yeah. Times is the overall list, and then the smaller, like, genre lists. So, it wasn't number two, is overall, what they were using. Number, yes, it was like number two as a biography. Which, oh my god, which, like, in 2001, getting on the New York Times list was still a huge deal overall, 
but by, but also wrestling books just sold like well yeah because you had a bunch of yeah. fans that would do yeah, it you had marks that would buy them uh so yeah uh out first is kane and then time to keep on rolling baby I see, Adam. You got the you got the censor version. Listen, this time. This we is couldn't shell it out. No, this I had this the version I used last time because the only version I found that was uncensored on YouTube sounded like you were listening to it on one side of a can with some string. Ah, uh, gotcha. And <laughs> the other end, I assume, is is like in some white supremacist car. Uh, you tell me that's not how every Limp Biscuit song was recorded? You're not wrong. I really need to find because I've never seen it. I want to see the American Badass Undertaker debut. I've never seen that. It and is I, it is something, Adam. I oh no, I know what he looks like, but I, I've never seen the reaction. I've never seen like seen the clip. It is muted. Yeah, I bet. So quite a bit. It's like wait, what? Yeah. It takes people a yep. minute to yeah. understand that who that guy <laughs> is. It great. takes people a good yeah. hard like. What? How? Like they're yelling oh, because tr- someone's getting jumped. They're not yelling because it's Undertaker. Uh, it takes- oh, trust me. Yeah. As a kid, I remember not tuning into Raw for a little while or SmackDown, and I had been just watching WCW, and then all of a sudden, like I tune in, and I'm like, "Wait, who is that? Oh my God, that's the Undertaker!" Like it took me a second to just be like, yep. "Ding!" Like, God. holy shit! Oh my God! Oh. Uh, so. Uh, controversial opinion. I really like this version of The Undertaker. Like, it's different. It's so different, but, like, he seems really into it, and, like, he shows a level of character that he just doesn't really show as the dead man. You can Uh, tell... You can tell, yes, he enjoys the character because it's himself. Yep. Oh, yeah, that too. Like, it's his badass self. Yep. And honestly, um, his best is his, like, last year. Like, when he gets the Undisputed title and yeah, he I, feuds with Vince, that's his big, best yeah, year as that gimmick. Big Evil. Like, Big Evil is that, better yeah. than the American Badass. Than Big like, Dog. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, there's, like, the American Badass version... And then he goes into Big Evil in, like, 2002. And, yeah, Big Evil, you know, climb the ladder, kid, make yourself famous, all that. That's yep. the best version of The Undertaker. Uh, out next are Edge and Christian looking terrified on their way to the ring with Taker and Kane standing in there waiting for them. So They're not standing in visual. the ring. They're standing on the then, side just, like, walking up the, the ramp. Ring. Yeah, then they get out of the ring, and they go up the front of the ramp. Then the pyro hits, and out come the champions, the Dudleys, carrying a table. I want to make a I want to make a note before yes. before we get into things. Kane's nipples showing through his shirt terrify me. Yeah. His big red nipple. Yeah, it's like when Braun Strowman, like when the Braun Strowman nip comes out, it was like, oh here yeah, we go. Yeah, like when his cleavage breaks yeah. through, you're just like, oh. Keep nipping, 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 hard and hard and hard and hard. And- <laughs> so heel Edge and Christian are trapped between the two babyface teams. But ENC run to the side and Bod and the Dudleys brawl while Edge and Christian set up a table in front of the ring. Bod! <laughs> I've never heard it described that way. It took me a minute. Listen, I love it. I have to write these notes very quickly. 
Bod. That's so awesome. Now I'm thinking of those really bad late 2000s Bod commercials. I love your Bod, bod spray. Yeah. Bod. I want oh, your man. Bod. No, it's almost time for those commercials to come back because they only come around at Christmas because they sell those things in like $10. I don't <laughs> know what to get my awful 14-year-old cousin for Christmas box sets. <laughs> nice. It's like four different terrible things. So I always yes. – actually, they used to have commercials for that with John Cena in it before Tap Out started putting out their own body spray. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, true the Dudleys are dispatched and Kane focuses on Edge and Taker focuses on Christian battering them around the ring double bonking their heads onto the announce table oh hey the Dudleys are back and they have chairs which they use to take out the Brothers of Destruction as they set up ENC for power bombs through a table at one, uh, at this point mm-hmm. it, it might have been before it but there's a point where JR clarifies where he says a body must be put through the table a human body <laughs> and like in my head, I think I think back of how ENC were back in those days, and it's like yep. it'd be so great if they brought out like a fucking dead goldfish and just <laughs> crashed through the table. And I was like, "Look, we won!" God, <laughs> or just a stuffed animal? Like that's like, really it's good. The body of an animal. Yep. That's like, really oh good. my god. Oh, oh damn. A nice reminder oh. of the good parts of the TNA arc as Bubba sends Christian into the stratosphere with a back body drop. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah, boy. Yep. ENC set up Bubba outside down in the corner and get on the middle rope, and Edge just steps on Bubba's balls. Yep. <laughs> Bubba dodges a concerto and slingshots Edge into Christian, who is holding up a chair, and the Dudleys give a wazap to Edge. Which is... I, the crowd yep. is so hot. hot. I... Love the theatrics when it's Dudley time. Devon doing the cross with his hand, spinning himself around, getting himself hyped up. Bubba yelling, Devon, and just taking a moment and staring into the camera before get the tables and everyone loses their minds. You can tell that Bubba is just soaking in. Yep. Everything about that. It was staggering how good they were and how over they were. Yep. And this was only their second title run. Yep. Devon goes to get the table, but is met by the Brothers of Destruction, which distracts Bubba, allowing Christian to hit him with an unprettier. Kane and Taker hit double power slams onto Edge and Christian. Bubba tries to get back in the ring, but Taker gives him a fuck you back to the outside. <laughs> then the brothers get up on the top rope and deliver flying clotheslines to Edge and Christian. Taker and Kane leave the rings and fight off the Dudleys, and Taker and Kane bring two tables into the ring and are attacked by the Dudleys. The two teams yep. are going back and forth in the ring as Edge and Christian wait on the outside. The Brothers of Destruction take over, and Edge and Christian get back in the ring. Christian and Devon work over Kane and send him to the outside as Bubba and Edge do the same thing to Taker. Okay. Edge and Chri- yeah. You have a note about the We Want Tables chant? I thought about it. Okay, well, we- guess what? I, I have a note about I it. I figured. I, honestly, so- I, fi- I knew you'd take care of it. So, shout outs. God. <laughs> To the to the entire crowd chanting, we want tables match in a fucking tables match. They wanted the tables immediately. You don't show up to a restaurant and chant, we want food. Guess what, motherfuckers? <laughs> it's coming. Are you joking? I, of course you do. I'm going to go to Five Guys tomorrow and just bust through the door. We want burgers. Yeah, you know oh what, dude? I'm, I'm going to die on this hill. Fuck you. That's exactly <laughs> what you do to restaurants. <laughs> You, you skinny, lanky it, motherfucker. Bro. You don't get it. Like, I, Listen, who among us hasn't walked into Taco Bell going, diarrhea? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's just like, these, oh. 
right, oh, noobs. noobs. You it's already okay. got a They're table just in the fucking Triple H and Stone Cold match. He did go to the announce table, yes. Uh, but yeah, like, like, give it up. Uh, Let it ruminate. Uh, so, uh, Edge and Christian and the Dudleys are in the ring as Devon sets up a table next to Christian. The Dudleys send Christian to the ropes for a 3D, but Taker gets back in the ring and pushes Devon out of the way and grabs Christian into a choke slam. But Devon gives Taker a little blow as he sets up Christian for the choke slam. Edge and Christian suplex Taker, but Kane yanks the table out of the way where Taker could go through it, which is and, great. Oh my god, Kane barely got that chair, yep. that leg from that yep. table out of the way before it impaled yep. Undertaker. <laughs> Edge and Chris, so, uh, they yank it out of the way, and Brothers of Destruction chokeslam Edge and Christian, and then chokeslam the Dudleys. They stand tall, setting up two tables. Well, Taker tries, but his table is kind of broke, so it's lopsided. The brothers get Edge and Christian up, and then Rikishi and Haku run out and attack Kane and Taker? That's when I paused that, um, and I got myself a beer. I'm okay. like, yep, let's go. Uh, oh, well, they've been fighting each other since after Mania on all the Raws. Okay. Uh, Mania, Haku and Rikishi. Yeah, Haku and Rikishi. Okay. Yeah, Haku and Rikishi have basically been a team this whole time. And also, I found out... Um, they were going to um, have, like, a big marquee tag match, and they were trying to put Kuhn Rikishi over, but Rikishi, like, a week before Mania, gets a really bad busted eardrum, so he's out for a month, and that's why oh, okay. he's not at Mania. So, they were trying to continue to push the bad man Rikishi thing as, like, a very, like, vicious Samoan yeah. tag team deal, but he huh. got injured, and when he came back, I think Haku was released, and they were like, oh, we don't know what to do with you anymore. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Edge sets up a table in the corner. He charges Bubba, who jumps out of the way as Edge crashes As Edge crashes into it, the table holding very strong. The Brothers of Destruction, Rikishi, and Haku fight up the ramp to a chorus of boos because, I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah. The, the Dudleys set up a table. Christian goes up, then goes down. 3D through the table. Dudleys retain in 1204 as Taker stares daggers towards the ring. What'd you think, noobs? It was it was the perfect kind of shit show that, like you said, should have been at the beginning. Yep. But it just Taker don't open. it just teases you at the idea of ENC and the Dudleys with the Hardys. Yep. It yep. just yep. slowly just starts bringing it up. Oh, um, because of Rikishi and Haku, I believe I might be mixing this up. The Hardys win the titles from the Dudleys in like two weeks on Raw. Really. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize they were the champions going into Mania. Um, I don't know if they are, because it's still got like three more episodes of Raw to watch. I could have sworn <laughs> the Dudleys were the champs going in. Oh, so let me um, see. Yeah. I could have sworn. Yeah, they were. The, the Dudley that, boys are the champions on the way. Going so they're going to so, probably get yeah. it the next Raw, because yeah. it's literally the last Raw I watched, the Hardys gotcha. won it. Okay. Oh, those title those tag titles yeah, like switched they, hands they a, a lot. A lot. Oh, yep. yes. Oh, and uh, every Raw has at least one, if not two, title matches, like, every single time, because that's what that was. And they all was. have fuck finishes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I guess technically it's my turn. I kind of b busted in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> are yeah, you done, noobs? Noobs, are yeah. you done? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, so, real quick, it, I know it doesn't matter at all, but I do like Batman Rikishi. <laughs> um, we found him! Hey, guys! Yeah, hey, I'm the only... Him. We found the one! 
Yep, the one oh, guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't go anywhere. And um, it was a good match, though. Uh, it's weird for me. I don't know. I don't understand the... I think as someone who didn't watch this uh, live and stuff and only knew about the Brothers Destruction from like that one team-up they did in 2009 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, them going up to the tag titles is always weird to me, and I think they win at some point. They win the I th- titles. I think they um, do, but I don't think they hold them for very long. Yeah, they don't, and that's always been weird to me. But yeah. it's it's fine. It was a good. It was it was a lot of fun, and it's definitely like Noob said, shades of yeah. what we get at Mania. Here's the yeah. thing that I like the most about this uh, match: it's a triple threat tag team title tables match. At no point in that recap was I not talking about the teams as a unit. It was always. Edge and Christian were doing something together. The Dudleys were doing something together. The Brothers of Destruction were doing something together. They were never like True. off on their own brawling. There was it felt like a tag. It felt like a team match. They all felt like teams. They worked as teams the whole match, and it was refreshing because you don't really see that that much. I really, really like that. So after this, we get another WrestleMania ad, and then Angle walking from the back towards the ring, and I got TNA flashbacks. Oh dear God. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is my time. title. There are many like it. Main event Kurt time. Angle. Before before yes. they come out, though, fucking The Rock has that backstage moment. Yes, with after, Cole. The, uh, after the video package. The video package, I really liked. It's because, like, yeah. the whole thing is, like, The Rock is like, you know, tick-tock, tick-tock. tick-tock. That's tick-tock. the time running out. Your happiness, your title reign. Your time is running out. Your time is almost up. And then there's The Rock delivers this line... And like it's it right then. How could he not become this the biggest star in the world? He just looks at it. He's talking to Kurt Angle. He's just, do you understand the Rock? Do you understand me? And just the way he delivered. Oh my God! It's one of my favorite lines from him because it's not him being bombastic. It's not him being ridiculous. It is him like coming back down to earth for just a second to share us with us to share it with us mortals, and then create a crater in the fucking earth to emphasize with Kurt Angle like. No, this yep. is not like oh, do you oh the rock the rock no no this is me, your time is up, and then yes he has that that okay. really good promo with Michael Cole, where he just stops and mm-hmm. he just goes TikTok, which yep. also confirms Rock's favorite racer in Diddy Kong Racing is TikTok. That's true. So TT, is true. Yep. he is OP as fuck, so I don't blame the Rock at all. Yeah. Like, Listen, yeah, you got to choose. Good racer. Michael <laughs> or the Rock always picked odd job in Goldeneye. Um, also, fucking asshole when he so he Aren't puts they up his related hand, he puts his hand up in front of cole's face but before he says tiktok he just stands there as they cut to the crowd losing their minds for the rock cut back to uh-huh. him cut to the crowd cut back to him now back to me yep angle <laughs> is out first which should tell you a lot about his title reign uh-huh out next is the rock looking like the goddamn superstar that <laughs> he first. is you, you first you first Sorry, I'm done. The Rock stares Angle down as Angle looks scared. His head is darting all around as the crowd chants, Angle sucks. So, during this stare down, during this stare down, what if Bert just walked up to The Rock with Rock staring at him and just yelled, Blink, motherfucker! (laughs) Please, God, just blink! (laughs) Just blink, seriously! Water your eyes! Why aren't you blinking?! Angle swings the title at The Rock. Rock dodges, delivers shots, and we are underway. The Rock has become this huge transcendent pop culture icon, and the past few years of him appearing in the WWE have been less than great. But it's easy to forget that he is a really solid in-ring wrestler. Like, 
he's yeah. in with Kurt Angle. So, like, you know, Kurt Angle would have a great match with a broomstick. But there's some really good wrestling to begin this match. Not mat-based chain wrestling. That's not what The Rock is about. But them both playing their characters perfectly. Rock wrestling like he has nothing to lose. And Angle wrestling like he has everything to lose. The uh, fact, like, yeah. I have it written down. Like, the way The Rock bounces around. Yes. It's just like he's on a completely different level. Yep. It Absolutely. like it's like the ring behaves like a fucking trampoline for him for some reason. He just, it's beautiful. God. Uh, at one point, the cameraman goes around the ring to get a better shot and trips over something, and there's a shot of him eating shit before they cut away. <laughs> I saw that too. And that cracked me up. <laughs> oh uh, man. The Rock and Angle trade suplexes and lay each other out for a few seconds. They finally get to their feet, and The Rock cracks Angle and then hits Angle with this incredible leaping clothesline. He got so much height. It was like an Okada dropkick. It was weird. It, the ro- uh-huh. uh, No, The Rock isn't out of the ring yet, but... Yeah, yeah no, never mind. Okay. Cancel that. Uh, the Rock uses his advantage to lock Angle into, into his shit shooter. But Angle reaches the rope to break the hole. It's just too high, man. It's it's, it's terrible. Not good. Angle lays out Rock and goes to the top, but Rock hits the rope to knock him off and crotch Angle on the top turnbuckle. The Rock climbs the ropes, takes control over Angle, and sends them both crashing to the ground with the superplex and a cover for a close near fall. Angle sends Rock to the outside, who sells his left leg, but, get, but he gets a second wind as he pops Angle with a DDT, and then the... Big Show's music hits. Boy. Uh, So Show on his way out does this little triple wrist squeeze where he like squeezes his left wrist and his right wrist and his left wrist. And that is him signaling to his wife, I love you. Which is very cute. He does it every time he comes out. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. That's why he does it. It is him like saying, I love you to his wife. So Uh, before before we get into this shit show of the Big Show, Rocket's thrown out out of the out of the ring and onto yeah. the side, this Vinnie Paul looking motherfucker <laughs> in the crowd stands up. He is in the front row of a WWE pay per view during one of the hottest eras that it's ever been. Yes. He can afford shit. Yep. This motherfucker decides to bring a disposable camera. <laughs> Dude, it's just 2001. Like, just like, that might be Vinnie for, Paul. Leans forward and just goes. God, it's 2001, like, like, noobs. That might be Vinny Paul. <laughs> I mean, it could be because it's in Vegas and those and the, the, the yes. brothers love to party. Yes. But it wasn't that Vinny Paul well. because he was too oh, skinny. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, I just, it was just so bad. Uh, go anyway. Go ahead to show big show turning heel and turning face again and turning heel so, again. Joe lost um, to this the is rock. him hunting. Uh, yes, sorry. Yeah, this is him hunting down both guys because they kept lying to him. After the Rumble, he was after The Rock. And Angle was like, hey, fucking kill The Rock's career for me and you get a shot at the title. And as soon as he was about to deliver on that, Angle comes in and fucks them both up. But Rock gets him out of the ring in time to pin show so he can go to No Way Out. Yeah, because he was he lost to The Rock in a number one contenders match. Yeah. Because of Angle. So now Show's like, all right, I'm murdering everybody. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Show chokeslams the ever-loving shit out of the ref, then chokeslams Angle, then chokeslams The Rock, and I get Battleground 2014 flashbacks. 
<laughs> God, no, please. But listen, apparently it worked because as officials come out and help Mike Kyoto out of the ring, the crowd just chant, Rocky, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angle gets the visual win covering The Rock, but by the time Hebner gets in the ring to make the count, Rock kicks out. Hebner, Hebner is walking out with White, holding Chioda up, yep. and Hebner just like kind of does one of those double takes, like, oh shit, I got a pin, or I got yeah. I got to count yeah. it. So no, he that was leaves, so good. And you see in the background, White and Chioda just topple yep. over each other. I love that. I love that fucking spot. Hebner's like, must count three count must not help others one two drop gotta do my job yeah it's so oh, it i love so it good. so much uh oh. rock oh. leaves the ring and gets the belt from the timekeeper then nails angle with it remember he's the baby face yep. rock goes for the pin but angle kicks out rock and angle recover a bit when rocky goes after angle angle hits him with the drop toe hold and ankle locks in the ankle lock and it's, where, yeah it's during this time when you can just tell hebner just couldn't couldn't care at all and just wants to be anywhere else in the world right now yeah. <laughs> just he's just like sauntering around yeah. like yeah i guess there's a match yeah. going on okay. <laughs> pretty cool spot as angle to like to wear down the rock more he has him in the ankle lock he yanks rock in his air by the leg slams him in the mat then grabs him in the ankle lock again and then swears. Then tap out, you son of a bitch. I'll break your beep ankle. Because yep. they beep it out on the network. Uh, Rock finally gets to the ropes, and Angle breaks the hole, but continues to deliver kicks to Rock's ankle to a chorus of Angle sucks chants. Yep. Okay, now, I was talking earlier about how good a wrestler the Rock is, and he is. Rock's forte has never really been ring psychology. Rock pops up and delivers a series of shots to ankle, angle, not selling the ankle at all. Like, he's yeah. great, and he's great with theatrics, but he's not as great with psychology. Angle is trying to tell a story with Rock's ankle, but the Rock isn't helping him. He's popping back up and standing on that bitch fine as he punches Angle and hits him with a spine buster. He does end up selling it at one point, He sells it for a split second as he sets up the people's elbow, but he doesn't sell the ankle at all as he literally leaps over ankle, angle, like, to bounce off the ropes and deliver the elbow. Imagine if he had gone for the people's elbow, but after he bounced off the ropes and hops over angle, he drops. But, like, over the course of the next few minutes, he's able to fight through it and eventually land it. It would make the moment he actually lands the move more impactful. Yeah. Angle kicks out at two to a bullshit chant, which isn't a smarky bullshit chant. They're just mad Angle didn't lose. Yep. Yeah. Rock slightly sells the ankle as he delivers kicks to Angle in the corner. And then as the rest back was turned, Angle hits the Rock with a low blow and then removes the top turnbuckle pad. The Rock fights off Angle and goes to the Rock bottom, but Angle counters, throws Rock into the exposed turnbuckle, and then hits him with the Olympic slam. But the Rock still kicks out. They didn't need to exactly build the Rock up as a huge unbeatable force, but they sure did in this match. Uh-huh. Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, hey, Rocky sells the, sells the ankle. He goes for the punch, punch, spit in the fist punch, but his ankle buckles. As Angle charges the rock, Rock sends him in the exposed turnbuckle, then hits Angle with the rock bottom as the ref counts one, two, three. I, I, I don't know what happened because Kurt didn't kick out. I didn't see Angle kick out, but Hebner sure motion like he did. Then Rock hit another rock bottom, stared daggers at Earl Hebner and then got the pin and the win <laughs> in 16 minutes and 53 seconds. I feel like Hebner messed that up and the Rock was supposed to win 
on the first rock bottom. Yeah, it kills yeah. all yeah. of the momentum but from the crowd. Shout out to the announcers putting over. It took two rock bottoms. It took two rock bottoms. Uh, yeah, they did it on the fly, but it's like, oh that's not my god. Yep. It's probably the issue. Yep. The Rock holds the title high as he celebrates after the match. The WrestleMania main event is set up. Stone Cold versus The Rock. Biggest WrestleMania of all time. Let's go, boys. What'd you think about the match, noobs? I I loved it, minus that finish. Like, I was so perplexed yeah. to that finish. And, yeah, it, it was great. I did love, shout out, one last final shout out. There was a sign that somebody held while The Rock was holding the title. There were four people holding a three, a colon, a one, and a six for the 316 thing. But the dumbass with the, the six, six upside had it upside down. down. This yep. isn't Iowa City, bitch. It's, it's <laughs> fucking Vegas. Yeah, it was like 319. It's like, what is this bullshit? Like, yep. you had one job to do, you dumbass motherfucker. I, 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 I forgot about that. Yeah, they were <sighs> holding the six upside down. I thought that was an actual, like, different quote he was going for, because I swear nope. it said, like, an actual, like, Romans or something. No. I thought it, it said had an actual three, thing under comma, it. One, nine. No, 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 yeah, I, I, but I thought there was an actual, like, like Romans or, or something like that under it, but I could have been wrong. No. Yeah. Now yeah. that... Now that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. I mean, I don't know if that's not as catchy as I just whipped your ass. <laughs> yep. No, I got you. <laughs> uh, what'd you think, Jesse? Um, so like we said, the, the 40 minutes with Austin Stone Cold didn't feel that long. Um, this 16 minutes with Rock and uh, Angle didn't feel that short. Really? Um, kind of, yeah, I, I was kind of impressed they both, well, not they both felt um, equal, but it, yeah. it felt longer in a good way. Like, because I feel gotcha. like 60 minutes for for that title match is short. Um, yeah. I thought it was more like a tw almost 20, 22 minute match. So when you said 16, I was like, really? Because um, I hadn't uh, thought about the times uh, usually. I knew the Austin uh Triple H thing was really big. But yeah, 16 minutes, I'm pretty shocked about that. I thought it was at least 20. Um, it was really good. Uh, I forgot about how fucky the finish was, because it... I don't know, it was super weird, but The Rock recovered from it very fast. Like, like as soon as he didn't count that three, Rock picked him back up. And yep. And it almost, it almost felt like The Rock did it on purpose to emphasize, but... Highly doubt it because this thing has always been um, that the Rock and Stone Cold only need one stunner or one Rock yep. bottom to finish everybody off except each other. That's yep. always been the big deal. It, um, it that really they have seems to... like somebody messed up Hebner, like something yeah. Hebner screwed up. Yeah, like well, also was, he wasn't Hebner the original was ref, so Hebner probably was still freaking out trying to no. set shit up. No, because Hebner was, knew he was going to finish that match, because this is pretty yeah. that's true. I'm Hebner, Hebner knew was he was going to be the one to count that fall, yeah. What if he didn't, though, just because like he, he had did. to run in to do that yeah, uh, I'm going with Hebner count, like true. he almost forgot he had to count. Honestly, kind of, I think that was he did that too. for the visual, because it was a fun visual. Um, well, that does definitely suck if he knew to do that spot that well and not the finish. Yeah, I think he um, just knew better... 
than to count the fall. Like he he should have known better. He should have counted the fall, but he yeah. messed it up. Um, the raw after this, uh, Kurt Angle breaks Scotty to Hottie's ankle. Oh my god! Who um, cools out and Kurt's like, "Fuck this! No, I need the rock." And Scotty sells the visual insane. He somehow keeps his foot janked up sideways the entire time they take him out. Oh my ring. god! I That's don't know really how he good. did it because I don't know if you're like can be double jointed or whatever down there around your ankle. Yeah, but it's it looks janky the whole time, or unless because he, he's got those pants, so maybe he like stuck his shoe out and then tucked his heel in or something. I don't know, but he sold it really well because it looked like a right angle. <laughs> um, really fucking good. Uh, it's. Not but as yeah. good as um, Triple H and Kurt at uh, the Rumble, yeah. but it's still very good. Yeah, it's it's such a good... Here's the question I've, I've thought about for a very long time. Yeah. Before this show, were people really thinking that we were looking at Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle at Mania? Maybe. Because it's become this foregone thing, like Stone Cold versus The Rock, WrestleMania X7. Stone Cold versus The Rock, WrestleMania X7. But, like, when Stone Cold won the Rumble... The Rock wasn't even in the title picture. Yeah. Y- you know? I don't know. It's always something um, interesting to me. I would like to go back and like... Well, with again, because I've watched every Raw's then, um, it was... It never acted like they knew, but every time The Rock, you know, sniffed the air, they freaked out. Oh, like, yeah. It's what they, they just, wanted for he sure. He was just over. Yeah. It's, it's what they wanted for sure. So, like, I don't think that... At the moment, it was a foregone conclusion, yeah. but it's what everyone was hoping. Yeah. And unlike today, when everyone hopes it happens, it actually did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a great match. Two of the best ever. Uh, told a good story. I wish The Rock was better at ring psychology, but that's a nitpick more than anything. Yeah. Uh, fun show overall. And then yeah, we're 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 home free, boys. We got baby, baby. We got one place left to go, but before we get there... What I could have done was get in my plane, and assuming they have an airport there, fly down to the Redneck Riviera, Panama (laughs) City Beach, Florida, and walk out there and give every WCW star a piece of my mind. Because that's what I really want to do, but how appropriate is it that WCW's last broadcast is in a beer hall. How appropriate is that? Surrounded by a bunch of beer-drinking rednecks. There are obviously a few here tonight. But nonetheless, I've opted to come before you here as opposed to walking in the ring and lining each and every one of those stars up, every single one of them, so I can look right in their face and say, Goldberg, Booker T, and all the rest of them, to look them right in the face and say, you're fired. And that's exactly what's going to happen, because WCW is going on the shelf. It's going nowhere. WCW is buried. WCW will remain buried 
just like anybody here in this arena or anyone in the world that gets in my way. Every single one of you, when you attempt to compete with me, and that includes my son Shane, and I'm not too proud to say it, every single one of you will be buried. Just like WCW is buried. Don't start with that. I deserve more respect than that. Damn it, I'm Vince McMahon. Damn it. I own WCW. I own the WWF. And you will treat me with respect. He should have ended it with, and I own the XFL! <laughs> the Monday before WrestleMania X7, WCW Monday Nitro has its last broadcast. God. And it's, it is uh, simulcast on Raw. Story. Yep. So nuts. I, we're not going to do it. I thought about doing a show, like an episode where we cover the final Nitro and the simulcast Raw. We're not going to do that. But I know Jesse's going to watch them. I'm going to yeah. watch them. I recommend you watch them, noobs. They're oh, worth I watching. Just the fucker I watched them when they were live. I know, but still. Do you remember, though? I remember. I was about to say, do you remember the... The 31st night of March 2001 or whatever the fuck date it was? Do you remember? But yeah, so like... So, again, when this arc started, there were three major U.S. wrestling companies. By the time we're at our last episode two weeks from now of this arc... There is one. And then there was one. WC, well, we're, I'm going to go more into it when we get there. But WCW goes out of business. ECW's out of business. WrestleMania X7 really is just a victory lap for Vince McMahon. And goddamn, as victory laps go, it's a pretty good one. Uh-huh. Pretty, Probably the best. Lap. Yeah. This show overall was, was, was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, it's like the Attitude Era. Uh, pretty gonzo had some fun ridiculous matches had some stuff that doesn't hold up very well but the good so outshines the bad that you just forget about anything that isn't fantastic yep and yeah we got him the biggest the the big the granddaddy of them all the biggest show in history 67,925 people in the houston astrodome over a million people watching at home. WrestleMania X7. Jesse News, you have anything else to add? Fucking do it. <laughs> Set it off. We will be back in two weeks. Thank you very much for joining me, you two. Thank you for listening. And yeah, we got the end of this arc. This has felt nice. Like, I'm, you know, and then I'll always going to be you know, this, this short. Like, the next one's going to be a bit longer. But after TNA, it's like a little palate cleanser of just like, oh, just three episodes of X7. And then we're off to the next thing. And it just washes that TNA taste out of your mouth. It's pretty good. Oh, I can't wait to see what hell you put us through after this. Oh, I promise you I, it's not. It's. I like, do oh, love, though, that I the palate cleanser for WCW2 was the victory lap over yeah. original WCW. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I, I promise you we'll never do anything as bad as that TNA arc ever again. The next uh, thing we have is actually, I like it a lot. So there's that. All right.
All right. For for Jesse and Noobs, I am Adam. We will see you guys in two weeks for WrestleMania X7, the biggest show of of all time. Like it gets talked about so often because wrestling is so much hyperbole, but it is genuinely the biggest pay-per-view in the history of professional wrestling. I am so excited to dive in. It's gonna be so much fun. We'll see you guys then. What about one?